What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Kofi, Warrior James? Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I will never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one. That's right. This is the show where every show is our first show. Uh, we don't get to episode two until we get episode one done right, and we will not do that. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm at Riff Marsh. We're at WOTR, the show. With me today on our easy, like, Sunday evening edition of Thursday Night Chaser is Miss Amanda Jane, as always. Hello. Sundays are weird. Sundays are real weird. They haven't even been yeah. doing pay-per-views on Sunday Sundays all year. I know. Isn't that weird? It's been really weird. And then with us to have a drink here in the dive bar, we got Justin Time 211. What's up, Justin? What is up? Cheers to the dive bar of the IWC. Cheers. I'm glad you made it in time. Ha. Mm. Always in time. I'm always in time, on time. Out of time? Party time. time. The whole time. Up in time. (laughs) It's been a really busy week. You can be the fourth member of the the Motor City Time Splitters. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. No. Yeah, that's one reason to watch Impact right there. Awesome, because I love uh, the Time Splitters as a tag team. So, mm. uh, I just found out I'm watching Rampage uh, in the corner of my screen, and producer lady was asking me earlier that said she saw a whole bunch of stuff saying that Sunny didn't deserve what Sunny got, and I said, oh, I think it's because they had Sunny join this mediocre and stupid um, faction, uh, and I'm watching Rampage, and I realized that's not the case. Sonny's just getting the absolute shit kicked out of him by uh, Parker Boudot in a really right. bad match. <laughs> That's really fucked up. It is really fucked up. I mean... It's fucked up because they just joined Parker on Wednesday. Yeah, and not only that, but Sonny Kiss, you know, everyone was expecting some really great things from Sonny Kiss, yeah. but no. Wow. Yeah, Tony's house. A bummer. It's not Swerve's house. So when people say whose house... That answer is not Swerve's house. So obviously, it's Tony's house. Or get the fuck out. So it's Tony's sandbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll get to all that. We'll talk about it. But I just saw it and I had to address it because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. They what a short-lived, like fucking Christ. Why do it? Why do it? But we'll talk about that. Let's talk about a little bit of the easy stuff on top. What's in your glass? Ladies first, Miss Minute Jane. What's in your glass? What are you drinking today? Well, you know, I think I've um, uncovered the, like, one of the, like, I don't know, wonders of the world because I was able to preserve my sponsored, not sponsored, which is in here. You can't really see it. Maybe you can't. Oh, no, can't see it. Sorry. <laughs> but I mixed the cranberry slush with the cut water rum tiki uh, 
Mai Tai. And let me tell you. Ooh. Ooh, worked out. Mm-hmm. All right. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. So this it basically makes up for uh, not being able to find those sonic, you know. Oh, so seltzers? Yeah, this is much better. More alcohol. Yeah, I went nice. so far as when I had those seltzers to actually add food coloring myself because I didn't like that they were all clear. I, was like, I remember no. you did that on episode one. Yeah. You do it with a blue one, right? A blue one and a red one. Oh, ones. okay. Uh, Justin, what are you drinking? What do you got there? We've got ripoff Mountain Dew today. It's properly titled Mountain Best, which is pretty good, actually, though. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the the Not My Father's brand. They had a Mountain Dew version as well, and it had some sort of weird name like that. Like yeah, Mountain uh, Morning or something. <laughs> I remember that. I'm so trying to remember the name of the one over here. But there's one that's called Dr. Skipper. <laughs> Dr. Skipper's good. Dr. Skipper. Uh, I'm just having some iced tea with vodka in it. A little something, a little something to drink away the week. Wrap it up. It's been crazy. It's been wild. We were trying to do. I on Wednesday we did our show. Thursday morning I drove to L.A. I was at the WrestleMania pre-sale ticket party in SoFi Stadium, uh, and I was backstage the whole time. It was crazy. It was insane. I didn't think I was going to be allowed to do that, and they never kicked me out and i talked to a ton of people and took very little photos because i was nervous it seemed too much like a mark uh so i got like five photos and had an amazing time but people are using your photos hmm. you know you know some dirt sheets were using your photos right really do they have some of my photos yeah like one or two of them mm -hmm. that's pretty good yeah. i was like should we cease and desist you yeah yes yeah <laughs> producer lady was on the hunt and found my photos being used by some some random people and was like these motherfuckers and i was like yeah i mean it's a it's not like a drawing i just happened to be there with my phone like i didn't yeah, it's but... not like old days when i used to have, take my camera around and i had to develop the film and there was a like an art to it i'm just pointing my phone at stuff and pushing a button like it's i don't feel as bad about my photos you know what i mean yeah but, but we're media still, and other media. media like us and i'm using the clothes should respect Gamers game. That's what I'm saying. Producer should have went all Aubrey on everybody and just been <laughs> like, that is their photos. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. You can be my Aubrey Edwards. We'll call you Dave Phillips <laughs> online. Uh, I mean, if I found out Wrestling Inc. was using my photos and didn't talk to you about it, I'd be pretty pissed. Because I'm like, I work for you guys. What the fuck is this? <laughs> you couldn't at least tell me. The I don't other think ones, I'm like, they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. like sean ross Sapp maybe use one i don't know i don't don't quote me on that one i swear i think he did but i don't know no fightful See, i was trying to find people who had a bunch of backstage photos because i saw a bunch being taken and i was yeah. trying to find people posting them so i could like find me in the back of a shitload of photos because i was in a lot of things cool. yeah and there was one time <laughs> so there was one photo it was um gabriel iglesias and i believe it was I believe it was with Bianca. They were uh -huh. taking a picture together. Did you photo It was right in front of me. And I realized I might be in the photo. So I stepped to the side to be out of the photo. And then I realized <laughs> I stepped right into the frame and I could see myself on his thing. And so then I tried to move. And then I thought, he's going to think I'm photobombing him. 
I have to really not be in this photo. And so then I just ducked and I like ducked behind him. And my brother's like, what are you doing? I, I'm not moving. And I was like, yeah, but it looked a lot like I was trying to be in the photo. I have to now go out of my way to be out of that photo. But at the same time, I was talking to him so much, he probably would have laughed if he thought I was trying to photobomb him anyways. But you had his shirt on, though, so... I was wearing his shirt, and that... So, it would have been okay. I mean, there's, like, some random dude back there. Yeah, Yeah, they would have thought I was just part of his crew or something. Yeah. He came up to me when he saw me, because I was wearing his shirt, and he, like, grabbed the sleeve and felt it, and he goes, all right, it's real. And I was like... like, no, I bought it, I bought it, you know, in the parking lot. I made this. And made it. Uh, but it was really cool. It was a really good time. Uh, and it was awesome. And then I turned around and the next morning, Friday morning, because we were trying to figure out when are we going to do this show, right? We wanted to have our Thursday night sh- chaser. And um, I thought about staying like an extra day and maybe just recording from out there. But I was like, no, fuck it. I got to come back. I got some work on Saturday. So I hightail it back on Friday. I'm making really good time. I'm going to be home by 430. It's going to be great. And my car breaks down. And I'm <sighs> stuck. I'm stuck at exit one of Arizona for like three hours just trying to figure out what is my next move. Turns out Geico roadside assistance is not as all encompassing as you might think. They will tow you for up to 87 miles. That damn gecko. And then $10 a mile after that. Like what what the the fuck? fuck? So they're all like, it's only going to be like a thousand dollars to tow you home. And also like, all right, well, thanks. I'm not doing that. They're like, what are you going to do? I was like, not that. Like you're, (laughs) I will figure it out. Um, but yeah, I, we, I, I did some things. I found a mechanic. We, we tried to basically, we, we threw on a patch and had a nice prayer. We anointed it with oil, prayed over it, laid hands on the car and said, please just get me the fuck home. And it did. It got me home. I had to drive 55 on the highway the whole way. (laughs) As soon as I got home, a friend of mine was in town from out of town. So I had to go have drinks with them. And hang out with them because they were only going to be in town one night. And then the next day, my friend was like, look, I'm staying just a couple more hours. Let's hang out. So the whole next day I was there hanging a little bit. Then I had to work that next day, the day, that same day, that same evening. So I didn't get to watch a lot of these shows till today. Oh, yeah, because you were all like, let's. We were talking about doing it yesterday, but yesterday was like the I was on the mountain, I was working, I was doing stuff, and I was like, fuck, I just want to watch these shows and talk about it and move on. But you know, <laughs> but here we are, we've made it, we're together. The car turns on, but still not working. I'm gonna get it worked on this week, but at least we're all here. It's made for a very. That's one of the reasons why we weren't able to go on earlier. I had to watch the shows, but then I had to try and get the car to turn on. It wouldn't even turn on, and so I had to work on the car for a little bit. And I'm not a car guy. You could probably tell by my clearly soft hands. <laughs> I keep them very soft. I keep them small. What? What? The last thing I want is like a lumberjack having at me like a garden, like a lawnmower. You know what I mean? I'm just... Small, soft hands is the key. Okay. <laughs> so... I guess you will not be having a career in automotive services. Yes, I will not be. Uh, I will not be a grease monkey. Although Seriously. I did tell people that I was the computer grease monkey because of all the work I did in IT. I was like, mm-hmm. look, I'm just a computer grease monkey. I just get in there, turn screws, and replace circuits. No. Hmm? That's what a grease monkey is for a car. All they're doing is just tugging hoses, 
squirting liquids. <laughs> what? Oh God! You know, if any of you people are a grease monkey, can you can you tell us what you do? Mm-hmm. I that does no. That's exactly how I describe all mechanics. What? Interesting. What? Interesting. That's not your aviation. You can fix a plane. You can't change a tire. There is a difference. Yeah, you can change a tire on a plane. <laughs> she can change a tire on a plane. She cannot change a tire on a car. I have it. I just have it. We got we got a flat once, and she was all and I was like, oh, do you want to help me with this tire? She goes, I've never done that. And I was like, you change tires on planes all the time. You can do this. It's and she's different. like, she goes, it's not the same. It's and I was not- like, it's just smaller. It's- she says way different. No. Totally different. no. She, she stared like, at me the whole time, doing very little to help you me. Let me do it. Oh, no, I wouldn't well, let you. You were yeah. like, oh. Like, there's no uh, jack. But that's something I do all the time. That's the starter. Yeah, that's true. Right? There's no jack. There's no yeah, jack. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a rosy. We can do it. Uh, but let's talk wrestling. That's why we're here. That's why we're drinking. But I want to yeah. give people a little bit of a rundown of some of the crazy stuff. I did see a bunch of NXT people there. Uh, notably, I talked to Santos for a little bit, and his perspective on the Tony D storyline made me appreciate the Tony D storyline even more. He's so proud of it, and he's so happy with it, and he thinks there's such a chemistry there that it made me appreciate everything they're doing so much deeper than I than I already appreciated it. Um, and then the other thing I, I got to see, I don't, I don't want to say too many details about it, just because I don't want like I don't know if people are gonna like try and pull. Like they never do, but I don't want someone to. Oh, hey, you know. But something I did see backstage, I saw a lot was Roxanne, and her being so new to the company to be at something like that, you would think wouldn't be much, but you could just see it in her eyes that she was soaking it all in. She was like, at a certain point, she was doing some things where you could tell she was just like trying to keep cool. Like she's still such a fan, but she's doing this, and she's. If I'm sitting there thinking, man, do you remember where she was last year? And that mm-hmm. she's here now, then there's no way she's it's lost on her either. And you could see it in her eyes, you could see it in her interactions. She was so happy to be there and so excited and just soaking it in. It was just awesome to watch and to see that and just made me like her even more. It was one Good of my favorite her. parts of it. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was definitely one of my favorite favorite things that night. But also shout out to Clayton Thomas. He came along with us. Uh, he's a comedian online, uh, and we hung out the whole time, and it was just really fucking fun and really cool. Um, and I had not met him, but um, yeah, we we hung out a lot. Uh, so yeah, shout out to him for just being a good dude. So give him a follow. CT is dope. You can find him on Instagram, uh, which looks like he's way more uh, active on Instagram than he is on Twitter. But uh, really good dude, really funny. Just just want to put him over for a second. Awesome. Do you guys want to talk AEW or NXT first? Or you know what? Let's talk birthdays first, Amanda. Oh, yeah. Well, we missed quite a few. But... We'll hit them all. You know, I guess... Well, this one's kind of controversial. But, I mean, he is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, So, kind of happy birthday, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll let Hogan's you guys birthday. decide how it's yay, nay, or whatever. Yeah. Um, not my, not my, uh, stand, the hill to die on on that one. So think what you want. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, 
The big dude from Impact, Fala Ba, or whatever you call him by now, he's got a birthday. Spike Dudley, Bob Backlund, the master of the chicken wing. Oh, yeah. Very yep, good, very yep. Good. I mean, gotta love, gotta love the guy, Kofi, my man, Kofi Kingston. Happy birthday! And then here's one I have questions about now. It's kind of newsworthy. Happy birthday, Johnny Gargano! Hey. Happy birthday, so, Gargano! Yeah. So, do we think he's going back to the WWE led trip by Triple H? Because wasn't Triple H very strong on him? Or yes, I, I, well, I think he is. Yeah, let's, I want to hear from you. Why do you think he is, Justin? I mean, he's so used to being like around Triple H. And again, he was one of those people that didn't like the whole going up to the main roster thing. But now that Triple H is in charge, this could be the thing that gets him up there finally. Like, he knows he can trust Triple H. So i think he'll be fine going i think he'll definitely want to come back especially because he knows who he's working with at that point what do you think amanda because mm-hmm. then i'll tell you my opinion but i want to hear yours first. you know i think that he was really smart in the sense of he took extra time for paternity leave mm-hmm. because you know a lot of people were oh 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 you know you know johnny's gonna go to AEW. And I never thought he was going to because I think he was smart enough to see that he wasn't going to fit in in that model over there. Uh I mean, most people don't. I'm sure that a lot of people regret that they went to AEW. I'm pretty sure there's like a handful of people I can name off the top of my head. So I think that um, that's a huge, that's a huge thing. But I'm really glad that he didn't do that but uh before he goes back if you want a micro bottle of them you better pick one up they have three limited edition ones right now because yeah. i'm pretty sure he'll probably be going back soon uh is your alexa just going off like crazy over there yeah alexa's going off like yeah, crazy. he's a bitch yeah. anyway yeah. Plus, plus he was also doing his twitch thing too which was good yeah i feel like alexa's just reading us a book at this point it feels like she is, but yeah. my Alexa turned off because for some reason, I don't know, someone tried to hack into my Wi-Fi. I mean, my Wi-Fi name, you know, basically was telling it. Pretty easy. Pretty well, easy. it says, Ow. yeah, it uh, says you can't see me, so you shouldn't be able to see my Wi-Fi. Yeah, it makes sense. Hello. Uh, but <laughs> my thoughts on Johnny is I think that he was, he made a lot of sense in that specific version of NXT. And unless we want to believe that that specific of version of NXT is going to be a major peak at what we will see on the main roster, then I don't think Gargano really has a place there as it stands now. I think that Gargano was utilized to the best of his abilities on the platform that he could be utilized the best at. I don't know that there was a clamoring for him to be on the main roster in general. Like, I don't see how he fits in there. He really is truly undersized and he doesn't perform as clean as most of the other talent there. Like his stuff was super choreographed and not easy to believe most of the time. And I just don't know if that's the case of across the board. I'm not trying to be like mean about it, but his, his matches were not 
something that I was particularly interested in after a few of them. So I don't think it's impossible, but I think we'd have to see even now a huge shift on what the the landscape looks like. Because I don't see you putting him against a Drew McIntyre or a Cross. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to bring back some sort of... Yeah, I mean, Bishop's in the chat says Gargano's best place would be in DIY. I don't know that even DIY is something that I would truly want to explore. I think Ciampa is is the best part of that team, and I don't know that you anchor Ciampa to appease Gargano. Ciampa could be believably in a match against a Gunther. I really don't see how Gargano could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you got Bobby Lashley with the U.S. title against Gargano or against Ciampa like this week. This is going to be amazing. I mean, it already happened. It was amazing. I don't think you're going to pull off that same match with the Ciampa or with a Gargano. I think Johnny just fits as an underdog. That's just what he is. So like, even if he's in the ring with Gunther again, he's coming off as the underdog. You got this big towering monster of a man in Gunther and you're like, well, I'm gonna put him in there with Johnny. And then when Johnny starts getting offense in on him, it's like, he's fighting from below. Like that's what Johnny Gargano's always been. The likable underdog guy. Yeah. I think it would take a lot of work because he also has a hard time selling. Oh, that's so. for damn sure. Even I can admit that one. Yeah. So especially if a big Johnny Gargano fan, like I can tell he does not sell a lot. And that really is one thing that annoys the shit out of me. Man, I just keep going back. There was, I forget which match it was. It was like one of those fatal four ways or, or whatever for the NXT title. And someone did a big move on him. And there was going to be like another move on him somewhere else. And so he gets this big move done on him and he immediately goes onto all fours and crawls really fast to a different corner and then just like rolled back over onto his back and then got up and jumped out of the ring for something else. And I was all like, what the fuck is happening? You know what I mean? Like just you're trying to do too much, but at the same time, maybe on the main roster, they could slow it all down and maybe it could be something. I'm not saying there's no place for him. I'm saying I think that it's going to take more than just, him showing up to to fit well and takes does say um he doesn't think it's the best place for champa but it's the best place for gargano and i can see that maybe in the right tag team uh and jeremy and ty coming through saying uh saying cheers so hello to him as well cheers to him um all right sorry you can keep going i think you had more yeah whatever big cast goes under well he's having a damn birthday so happy birthday cedric alexander the lovely uh, Soraya Knight. Happy birthday. Now, where's she going to go? I was thinking about where's that, too. Sor- you're yeah. saying Soraya, right? Soraya. Oh, yeah, former Paige. Yeah. Where's she going to go? She has said she said something along the lines of her not having an interest in AEW. Uh, yeah, I don't think she'll go there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's um, going to do. Well, Turner. I know. I know. That's a more she open door for her. If she wants to come back and wrestle, she'd fit well in that knockouts division. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if she's not going to wrestle, she could be a really big helping hand for that knockouts division. Mm-hmm. That could be. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't be totally shocked if she popped up in like an NWA. Mm-hmm. Nice too. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Was she. When she was in WWE, was she there during Gail Kim's last 
bit of time there. I don't think I so, don't right? I don't know. Oh, God, I, I don't, don't even so. know. I yeah, I don't Gail think Kim so. was before her. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember when Gail Kim's last bit was in WWE. Yeah. Because it uh, was kind of around that. I don't know. Because I know AJ was was back was on the roster, the main roster, but I don't know if it was like, you know, skipping, whatever AJ yeah. or, yeah. Uh, uh, producer lady said potentially MLW, which they have that big division now too, and I think isn't Taya Valkyrie nice. their champ? Mm-hmm. So I could potentially see that, but I also almost feel like she's too big for MLW. But that could be good for them. Well, she's too big for almost everybody, to be that's honest. True too. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, even AEW, it's like no, but it would be great to see her and her mom team again, since her mom still does wrestle. That'd be kind of cool. That I've would... seen her mom before, and she's yeah. fucking badass. That's a badass family of peoples. Uh, let me see if I forgot anybody. Um, oh, yes. I'm sorry that um, our production budget does not allow me to have snow, but happy birthday, Sting. Oh, yep. Just imagine wow. snow falling behind me because winter <laughs> is coming, not but it's not because we don't have the budget, so... Happy birthday, sir. And well, they, announced yeah. the, they announced the trios championship tournament, people. Mm-hmm. They sure did. Mm-hmm. All right. They sure did. Anyone else? Uh no, that's it for this week. So happy birthday, y'alls. All right. Again, Tony does not know how to put a trio or and a tournament together. No. Yeah, that tournament. Because well, I don't know. I don't know. The, the the bracket seems kind of below your load, but then again, all the teams that are there are already kind of yeah. below your load. Uh, did you want to talk AEW or NXT first? Either one. We could probably do AEW because we're already talking about that bracket. Yeah, we can do that. Cool. Let me pull up the... There was another yeah. Dynamite, too. I think we didn't get to talk about, right? Because there was last... Or not Dynamite, but another Rampage. There was last Rampage and this Rampage. Were either anything. Rampages... Much of anything? Uh -uh. No. Dynamite. Result. It sucks. Rampage is such a throwaway show. Like, it's no purpose whatsoever. Not anymore. No. Yeah, absolutely. No. It was weird to hear JR doing commentary on it, though. That is really weird. That sounds it, really weird. It was weird. Yeah. I don't know. But at least we didn't have Jericho screaming, so that was a plus. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that's always the worst part of Rampage. Everyone's ears has been saved from yeah. murderous Jericho commentary. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I watched the first hour of Dynamite with the sound off. Okay. Uh, so I was pleased to miss uh, the Jericho promo, the Miro promo, and the Young Bucks promo. I saw they were doing them, and at no point did I think to myself at all that I should turn up the volume. The that Miro was one was pretty good. I thought. Yeah. How's how's his uh how's his uh, uh rivalry with God coming along? You know, this is where it was interesting, actually. Okay. And he thinks that God is telling him that, you know, something about House of Black. 
That's his, you know, that's God's will, apparently. I am amped for them, for those two to face off. I don't know why. I am so excited to watch those two face off. It's mm -hmm. nuts. Yeah. He's now, still Malachi? CJ. He's still teasing yeah. CJ. He is, and yeah. especially with how he was talking about Julia Hart as well. Yeah. That'll be a very now I'm looking forward to seeing that CJ's that's her, that would be her first potential matches against Julia. And that would be amazing to see. Because it that it's like we've been building up to, you know, his woman. You know, yeah. and like, okay, when are we getting it? Because I've had, had for a while, I was thinking we're not going to get that, right? You know. yeah. But after this promo again, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, she's coming. She's I coming. feel like, I feel like there's this though. I feel like that there's a certain amount of freedom that Tony gives everyone on the mic. And I think you can tell that that's why you see a lot of sinking and not swimming. Uh, and I wonder if... Miro isn't consistently angling to get his wife a job and Tony doesn't want it. Because if he wanted to sign her, she'd already be signed. But and I wonder if he just people. keeps saying stuff so at some point it's going to be all like, look, this has to pay off, dude. You got to bring her in at some point. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it's him just forcing his hand. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, think we were going to get her already. I think if Tony wanted her, we would already have her. I think that at this point, Meryl's trying to get her in there without Tony wanting her. Maybe Tony tried to gap it, though, because most mm -hmm. of the time he's bringing in so many people mm -hmm. that it's just like, maybe I should kind of cool it down a little bit mm -hmm. and not immediately bring her in like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, well, get this. Okay, so use this as an example. So Tony really didn't sign all these ROH people. But yet, Josh Woods has had a contract for over a month, but now they've decided to announce him as, you know, Josh Woods, the goods is all elite. I don't have a problem with that because I really like Josh Woods. But I'm like, okay, all right. Because I'm pretty sure there are probably some other ones of Ring of Honor he did sign to that are just kind of undercover, under the radar. Maybe, you know, because with women, I mean, a lot of people like to talk shit about what he's put together. And he isn't, doesn't have the greatest, you know, track record with a lot of the women he's brought in so and it's going to be interesting that if he does something more with like cj more so than okay when you brought in ruby soho or you know he's all these also other never guys. shown any restraint whatsoever so i feel like all this speculation on him biding his time him biding his time and doing the the a special thing for her versus someone else and oh he's just gonna time it out right he's never shown that with anyone no. ever He's got no. the ability to sign people, and he signs them immediately. Yeah. Well, he made hidden. He could hide it. But the other thought too is that, well, you know, I don't think Miro's probably, you know, gone out and, you know, I don't know. He, he. I don't see Miro as someone who is like is like the majority of the people on that roster who were ass kissers and pretty much get what they want. You just have to fucking brown nose, get the mm -hmm. nose dirty. My yeah, other thing is he's using his freedom. I wonder if it was a test, though. Like, this whole thing like him, of him teasing CJ showing up, if it's just a test to see how the the crowd's going to react to her. 
I'll be honest. I think you guys are being so fucking nice about what appears to me to be someone going off the rails. You guys are like speculating that there's such a delicate balance that there's this thought process that runs so deep. And I'm just saying that I've never seen anybody, anything from anyone involved that would even insinuate that they're capable of such a thing. And I think that there's, I think that there's, there's a real big part of that with the fandom. What was that quote you were saying earlier today? Uh, it was from Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, seeing, <laughs> seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. It's the idea that you don't see something and then buy into it. I feel like such a most people watch AEW wanting to believe already, so they see what they want to see. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. Without trying to talk smack on you guys, you know I love you guys. I feel like you guys are giving Tony so much credit that he's going to be meticulous about bringing in a fucking valet. CJ has never had a good match. She's not a bad wrestler. She's not great. She's not got a single match that you're going to go back and rewatch. You can't remember the last few matches that she even had. She got better with matches with Natty, with Natty's help in the ring with Natty, not with people, not Natty. I don't know what that means that she's going to be on the other side. Outside of that, it took her years to get there. She was a valet before. Miro's not teasing that his wife is a badass ass kicker. He's teasing that he's got a hot wife. He's not even teasing that she's going to come in and take the women's title. I'm going to set the stage by taking my title and then I'll set the stage for my wife to come in and we'll all have gold. It's not even trying to do it. She's a valet. And I think that you guys are giving a ton of credit to Miro trying to just see what people want. I think that this is absolutely based off of no inside information. He's pushing a, he's pushing a narrative. So eventually he's got to be like, Tony, I've been talking about it for three months we got to bring her in at least on a deal-by-deal basis. He may not sign her long-term, but he might sign her for a deal-by-deal. Like, what is that? Some of their some of their like dark contracts are by, by appearances. I wouldn't be surprised if he's just trying to get her on at least one of those, just try to get more money in the house. Like, Yeah. But I don't see Tony as being the any, in any way, ever showing any form of restraint and letting it time out and play out just right. When it comes to bringing in talent – he will bring them in at a stupid battle royal the day after he got them. He's always saying he just makes the calls and brings them in. Even Christian said that his his entire thing with Tony, Christian, was back. And within with under a week of showing up in the Rumble, Tony had called him and offered him a crazy amount of money and said, we want to start you this week. Like He said it was so fast that WWE didn't have time to negotiate with him. And look how they've used Christian. You know what I mean? You're giving a lot of credit for a valet. <laughs> I don't expect them to bring her in to wrestle. I just don't. I just just have her be the valet again. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to wrestle. That's so why it. do you got to tease that? Look at all their managers and how shitty they're used. All their other valets. The baddies come and go. I'm saying you guys are giving a lot of credit for what's ostensibly my hot wife valet. What more stage setting do you need? What more crowd teasing do you got to do? They've already done all the teasing they need on her OnlyFans. They know her audience. Maybe he needs that more of that. Yes. Maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You're giving a ton of credit. But 
but I will take it away on other things, though. <laughs> Same. Same. Uh, let me see. Tony uh, Bishop's in the chat. He says, uh, Tony Khan told the Masked Man show that Claudio was signed for a month and was only announced before the pay-per-view because ben Brian Daniel got hurt, which is true because he signed him to be on Ring of Honor. They didn't sign him for AEW. Brian Daniel got hurt, and they were in a bind. Uh, but that was also... Claudio had a ton of time. He was nowhere near being in a conversation. Uh, Bishop says, uh, Lana table count. I counted first. And Jeremy Time says, now, Marsh, you know Tony's all about long-term storytelling. Yep, the power of friendship. Every story yeah, he tells is took, the power of friendship. Look how long it took to get fucking Ricky Starks, like, finally a big damn push. Let's go there. We'll see. We'll see yep. if this is a big damn push. I feel like that it's all teetering on crushing him in the end i don't think ricky's coming out on top on this no probably <sighs> not either but but mm -hmm. it did take this long to even get him in a notable story yeah and i think a lot of it's to put over hobbs which i don't hate but i don't love for ricky well I yeah it was pretty cool mm -hmm. i thought a lot of the stuff that was involving them was good this week yeah mm -hmm. but and you and you got to admit like I already knew before watching that match with him and Aaron Solo that that was going to be fucking great. And that 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 finisher, that timing was like impeccable. Like I don't I don't see anybody really having that kind of timing without it looking like a botch. But that yeah. shit worked out. So well, I was like, yeah, I saw that. And this was way I've seen shit like that and this way before anyone was ever interested in people. So it always pisses me off when I see shit like that and I'm like <gasps> why don't people listen yeah no they were I awesome together i expected them to uh, also i didn't realize they were having a match uh i remember that stupid little promo so they had last week but yeah they threw it in there when i saw it i was actually more excited for that than the main event in every way oh yeah and i really like the fact that this was one of the times where you saw a little bit more restraint and let's not bring in everybody's faction to attack somebody all at once mm. during the match. Yeah. So, yay, Paul Turner. For actually being probably one of the only people who controls people in the ring. No yeah, and that could have also just been the way those guys were laying out the match. Yeah, could you be know. too. It could be. But, again, I mean, isn't that what you want people to, how you want people to shine who are, you know, not as well known as, like, let's just say, like, I don't know, like a, like, like a Moxley or whatever. I think that they, they right now are giving too much to Danhausen and the guy sucks mm -hmm. clearly in the ring. I mean, shit, I don't know what's worth him or Orange Cassidy. At least Orange Cassidy is talented. Mm. He does some cool shit. Danhausen does absolutely fucking nothing. I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. I legit do not understand the appeal to Danhausen at all now. I, I, I've seen so many people say this Dan that Danhausen is great and I'm just like well I'm not seeing a fucking thing here. Yeah. Yeah, that match was not very good. I didn't like the Orange Cassidy match was it on no. Rampage with Arya Davari. I thought that was terrible. That was awful. Poor Arya Davari, you're in your home crowd. That's your home crowd. And people yeah. like I mean he's a great I thought he is a pretty good wrestler. I always thought that before and you know now and I'm like dude if yeah, that was just yeah, that was just no. And I was like, yeah. the trust 
characters. What the hell is this gay ass kind of these funky factions you're putting in? Because you still kind of have the wingmen there, and you you kind of I don't I don't understand. You know. Yeah, I think that what's weird about one of the weirdest things about a uh, 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 Danhausen is that all the things that brought him to the dance, they're not letting him do. You know what I mean? Like, he's doing a lot of the the paint and the voice and the hand gestures, but when it comes down to um, to the teeth, the dancing, all that stuff, yeah, it's yeah, teeth. I don't think knows what the teeth are or understands what the teeth are you know what i mean like I, yeah yeah oh i was in Other the same than episode on, you know what i mean so parker beat the shit out of sunny kiss and then at the end of the night sunny kiss only joins parker boot up so it was all like that's not okay i guess we'll talk about that in a bit i don't know i just think it's weird yeah uh yeah i mean justin what did you if, think of the ricky starks match though we didn't, we didn't get your, your take on it. Uh, honestly, uh, as much as I don't give a damn about the factory, mm-hmm. I thought it was a solid match because I love me some Ricky Starks, more of Ricky on television. Like, I don't know what this yeah. is going to – like like you keep saying, I don't know how good this is going to come out at the end for Ricky, but yeah, uh, I'm taking whatever time we get him on television and I'm going to love every second of it because – or Ricky on TV. Yeah. Ricky, I could see being functional in in WWE more so than Gargano. Gargano yeah. also does really bad comedy. <laughs> like really bad. Like he was literally unwatchable during the pandemic for me. Don't don't talk Everything to me about did, the way. The, oh god, the way. The way I, I just almost got it ruined time. everyone in it. You know? I'm I'm literally not excited about the fact that they did a whole secret angle about the entrance of Dexter Loomis into the Raw division because of the way and the way alone. They did such horrible shit with that character for so long that when I saw him, I was like, oh, no. What are we getting? Do they think he's funny? I think he's going to be a good, funny little joke now. Like, I was not. I'm excited about the idea that, hey, we might be seeing something new and fresh and what a cool way to do that. But when I, what, the idea that it was Dexter, I was like, oh, fuck. I think we're getting, I think we're getting TNA, Dexter Loomis, when he was Sam Shaw. I think we're getting Stalker, Dexter Loomis, which would be great. Yeah. That could be good. Did he talk in TNA? Uh, Yes. Okay, because I would I would think that he's going to need to do that, because with yes. all these, because they're posing a shitload of questions, and I saw a bunch of people being like, "Oh, I hope it's this great story where he's mad about being released and he's taking revenge on people who who he feels is X Y Z, and maybe he'll join up with some more people who are released." And what I was just like, maybe, or he doesn't talk. Like, he hasn't talked in fucking three years. I don't know his motivation for fucking anything. You know what I mean? And if they keep that up, I'll never know. He'll draw it out for us. And then we'll yes. know. Not that, I don't have a problem with that. Because I thought the art was pretty cool. But That's true. Yeah, yeah. he'll just do caricatures. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Just don't Maybe. 
bring no offense, Indy. Don't bring her up there. Don't don't I do, do not that. Want Indy don't. anywhere near Dexter. I don't want Indy anywhere near anyone from the way. I want because I think Indy has so much potential to be so good. Yeah. And it has taken me a long time to even stomach seeing her on TV. And now that she's finally doing stuff that makes me go like, okay, I'll watch this. Mm-hmm. The last thing I need is to her to be regressing again. Like just fucking. Yeah. What if him and Theory mix it up on the main roster? Now? If they have fights, yes. If they team, <laughs> I will not be happy about Theory and Dexter. Uh-uh. Bishop says Dexter. Dexter said, "I do." Don't discredit his work. What a dick. Hey. What a terrible take. Two <laughs> words does not take. make someone a wordsmith. Yeah, do I not love, give me a lot of motivation. I love, I love that wedding segment. Still, I know no. I know there's people that didn't. But I loved it. That whole speak now or forever hold your peace, and he's just like, "You guys want to say something? I got a fucking hatchet," and I'm like. I love it. Yeah. I just, I couldn't enjoy it because of Gargano, so. I didn't like a moment of it. Not even a single second of it. The whole wedding can just <laughs> shit off out of here. There you go. You can do an extra one for me because it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. I would but, say yeah, it no, was what? like watching a wet fart on TV, except wet farts make me laugh. So. Okay. There you go. Good, good, good uh, analogy right there. But no, I really do think that, and this has had me thinking, that Tony Khan, I don't know if he, with as regards to Ricky Starks, understands Mm. that if he does not do this right, the one person who really kind of champions him is over in WWE Mm -hmm. with rumors that WrestleMania is going to be pretty big as far as for him, this person. So, I think Ricky would, Ricky's going to do Ricky. Anyone who knows him knows that. He even says that. Would he jump to go? Yeah, he would. And I he's the kind he of person I think that Hunter is like, oh, yeah, I can make this guy a fucking star. He's one of those ones yeah. that and I always used to wish that. I know he, you know, Ricky had gone to the porn center a few times, but it was like, at the time, it was like, there was no spot for him. There was no need for that. But now, I think more than ever, because Vince is gone, there is a, there is a space for him there. Yeah, a huge space. So, so, Tony Khan better be careful. I agree and I'm surprised too. already that if Ricky did resign um, again, that I hope he didn't do it for something long term. But we don't know about contracts, and I don't know about that. So, yeah. yeah. Peptine is in the chat. Says that it was uh, Ava Rain's birthday too. Actually, Rock's daughter. She's not taking. Oh. Um. Let me see. But yeah, I did like the Ricky stuff. I liked his video things. I liked that he won. I like that they're really teasing it. They're trying to make this Hobbs Ricky Starks match mean something. I liked all that. Mm-hmm. I just don't trust it in the end. We're going to see a ton of Ricky afterwards, right? Because that's just what it feels like. It feels like we're writing off Ricky. It doesn't feel like we're elevating Ricky. It feels like we're elevating Hobbs. That's the game plan, I I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not against that. I definitely want Hobbs elevated. But I don't want Ricky lost afterwards. But at the same time, this whole program is so disconnected that you could have Ricky just 
shit his pants and get his ass beat, and then the next week he wins a battle royal, and now he's the main you event. Don't you don't know want I mean? him like, to shit his pants. Oh my god, dude! Not one. He's not Phil. Okay. He's Two. not gonna be. Don't give him the Punk's gimmick. That's a good point. That is the Punk's gimmick to shit his pants. Yeah. Don't give him the old natty gimmick. Come on. The old natty gimmick. Which used to just fart. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that Natty's gimmick? That was Natty's gimmick. Yes. Natty farted, but CM Punk shit his pants. So did Finn Balor. One of Ricky's best assets. You don't want to fucking have things coming out. No. 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 You don't want to poison the waters on the old old ass gimmick. Yeah, no. Chocolate peaches, right, no thank you. Um, Bishop says today is Bishop Junior's birthday, so happy happy birthday to the terrible happy wrestling birthday. take Junior. To Junior. Here, Would I'll that make him a another. pawn? Would that be a, the pawn? Yeah, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah Bishop would be is a pawn, pawn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope he has a better birthday. Then your takes, Bishop. Oh, <laughs> my God. What, what does... Okay. I'm curious. What do you do for a child's birthday in Delaware? It's not a joke. I'm just asking because I don't know. Bounce house, Chuck E. Cheese, maybe. Chicken runs. A chicken run. They probably wrestle pigs. Ew, no, no. Like, no, those are pig runs where you, like, muddy up the pig and then you got to catch it. Oh, Think Bishop is like the Briscoes, like yeah, that's what oh, I was wondering. Dude, he probably the is like the Briscoes. Yeah, <laughs> we, we talked about it on episode one. Yeah, so does Delaware smell like chickens? Yes, Delaware has to smell like chickens. Has that's to. my one of my friends says she swears to God it does. Yeah, I believe that. Ow. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was asking. So, what do you get your chick kid? Like a chicken? You get them. Do you think it's like they just like hide eggs everywhere? Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, bishop does say that a pawn would be the baby bishop, but he thinks it's fucked up. Amen. Or you have a chicken-shaped pinata, and you hit it, and then there's like inside instead of candy, there's like eggs. nuggets. Yeah, Cadbury, Cadbury eggs. Oh, wouldn't that be great if chicken nuggets fell out? Oh my that would God. be great. That'd Full be on awesome. fucking nuggets, nuggets, dude. Mm-hmm. Chicken nuggets. And little sauce packets so people are scrambling to get the right sauce packet <laughs> and get nuggets off the ground and shit. And, that would be sick. And because these would probably, you know, last those, the Cadbury mini eggs, you know, that are covered with that harder chocolate. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fucking great. Oh, wow. That'd be really good. You could do that. Just get the little saran wrap and individually wrap each chicken nugget in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be sick, dude. Be <laughs> and it and a box could come out too. That'd be cool. Gosh, a box. Like that. a full box of ten piece? Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking more crazy. than twenty. Well, you're just gonna hit or... someone in the head. Someone's gonna get knocked out of a ten piece hole. So well gathering chicken nuggets because people are gonna go buck wild come on yeah that's why you got to do it one at a time if you just have 10 packs falling down people are gonna grab one or two and be done no there's a random 10 pack you know no 
You can't. That's like that. the big no. prize. It makes it too easy. It makes it too easy. At his house, yeah. like, come on. Yeah, Bishop's gonna have a bunch of kids running around like the Briscoe brothers, beating the shit out of each other for that for a third or fourth chicken nugget. One dude's gonna have like a twenty-five piece because he's gonna scoop them all up, and some kid's gonna have one or two. That's why you can't be having these ten packs fall down. It just makes it easy. Okay, well then you know what? Get gift cards then. Get gift cards that are worth like five bucks at KFC, five bucks for Popeyes. Just do the nuggets. What do you do? Why are you? I could see biscuits. You could do the KFC biscuits no, in there as long no. with the chicken nuggets falling out. No. Yes. Uh-uh. The, no, the biscuits get mushy. Yeah, of course they do. No, that, that's horrible. No. It's I just like the, the chicken game, man. It's part of the game of the birthday. Sauce packets and chicken nuggets in a God. chicken shape. Bishop brings, a good, brings up a good point. Join the chat and derail the show. That is true. Cheers to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheers to that. You might get 10, 10 minutes on chicken nuggets if you say the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, if see. You're let's from go Delaware, through the show a little bit more. Just yeah. Just know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Wayne's World said it best. Hey, yeah. we're in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the quote. Yep. Uh, the show did open up, though. Interestingly enough, Brody King versus Darby Aline in a coffin match. Uh, I don't know why we got to a coffin match. I couldn't figure out why it had to be a coffin match other than it's cute because Darby does a coffin drop, not because of anything that makes sense. Uh, I didn't love the thumbtacks on the skateboard and slowly and easily and very carefully pretending to move it slightly while Brody was cutting his head with a blade behind it. It looked way soft and did not fit. And it was way obvious as a way to try and get blood. Uh, I hated the fact that the match started like that. If it didn't start like that, I would have been like, this is a pretty close to perfect match for these two dudes. It was a really good match otherwise. I loved it. I thought the finish was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Brody yeah. sold that chain choke so fucking well, fighting it, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, twitching and then stopping. And then Darby letting go of the chain, and he just fell forward and rolled into the coffin so naturally. In a way where it didn't look like he jumped up and dove in, he Mm-mm. made it look like a limp body fell into it. And it fell closed. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You could not just do that with anybody. Like, that no. was so perfect. No. And Darby doing it with the chain up on top so he could get the leverage to even do it. So good. It was so fucking mm-hmm. good. I just wish they didn't start making it look soft and weird and fake because the rest of it looks so fucking good to me. Yeah. But that was my takeaway on it. I don't understand why Brody needed to have face paint, but he did, and it looked cool, so didn't hate it. <laughs> And I was just like, all right, here we go. He's just, I guess he's just trying to face paint because Darby does. He goes, I can do it too. You're like, all right, why don't you wear tights also? Paint. Like, what the fuck? Amanda, hasn't he been like face painting himself like though beforehand though? I thought PWG did. I don't know if I've seen him do it on AEW. Has he? Uh, yeah, he's I been doing he only did that with, um, he's only done that with House of Black at PWG. Well, the kings of the back throne. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say this. I don't think they needed as much 
shenanigans with other people. I don't think I brought a lot to the match, but it was fun. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't hate it. But if I were to try and say, hey, perfect match versus not perfect match, I would say drop the the corny shit in the beginning, drop about half of the interference, maybe all of the interference, and you would have been fucking solid. I get it, too, though. Like, you got to use Sting somewhere. It was kind of cool. The way he did his face paint was pretty cool. But, yeah, like, you know, a little little much on the outside stuff, but it, it was fine otherwise. Um, Justin, what did you think of it? And then we'll get to Amanda, because Amanda's got strong feelings towards Brody King. She can't stand that dude. She's always talking shit on him for no reason. That's, that's not true at all. That's not even slightly true. So, Justin, I want to hear about what you thought of it first, and then we'll go to Amanda so she can have her... 20 minutes on Brody being the best. <laughs> See, I, uh, I I really enjoyed the whole damn thing. I Even with the, the skateboard stuff, like, just even if Brody bladed and how deep he did and just all the blood he was losing, it just, it was a crazy-ass sight to watch. Like, just the way he's bending over and it's just pouring out of his head. And I'm like, oh, yeah. he cut way too deep. He cut way too deep. But it was just, uh, even with all the interference, the whole thing, I just, I love the whole thing. The ending was, I, I got a I laugh out of that, just how he fell in the coffin and then the lid just falls right down on it. And I was just like, I love this. The whole damn thing, like, literally. Do you think, you think it should have opened the show? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much the only thing that really would have been a strong opener anyway really because it's like would you really have started with the the interim title thing no probably not like it was either that or it was going to start off with the tag with the tag match yeah i think maybe my thought was well i guess they were trying to be quake at the lake and game of thrones and all that shit so maybe they were trying to make it a stat card but I felt like this match overshadowed the main event. By the time we got to the main event, a lot of it was not as exciting as it could have been had we not already seen this match. The this match two took matches. away from the main event. The first two matches beat the main event completely. Like, Wasn't the second match the Lucha Brothers against Rush and Andrade? Yes. Rush? Okay. Yes. The, that whole first... Yeah. The first two matches of the show... We're such a strong start to the show that literally everything else following it was like, how the hell are we going to top that? It's a good point. I'd even say Ricky and Aaron, I thought was a stronger match. So it really almost like started hot and petered out as I look at it. Cause when we had Jade and Madison, Jericho and Moxie was like, okay, but also we'd already seen all the, I just, I think maybe the main event in this match should have been on different shows. You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. do the coffin match this week instead of having it last week and do the Quake of the Lake interim match. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Whatever. I'm, I mean, is it the worst thing if you're Darby and Brody and you overshadowed the main event? Probably not. But if I'm making a show, I saw that I saw that one match and was all like, whew, I maybe should turn it off. <laughs> what are you guys going to do now, you know? <laughs> What do you think, Amanda? What do you think? Well, first of all, I totally forgot it was called Quake on the Lake. So, what did any of that have to do with earthquakes? I think it had to do with Game of Thrones. 
Game of Thrones has something to do with. Wait, where was it? Where the no, their whole no, their whole Game of Thrones mm-hmm. thing is next. Yeah, that's next week. What? The Game of yeah, Thrones is week. next week? I thought Quake on the Lake was... Oh, you're right. House of the Dragon is next week. Fuck. Yeah. This is just a show called Quake on Quake by the Lake. And I'm like, Yeah, there the was fuck? nothing about earthquakes. You nothing know? about earthquakes. Was there a lake? You said Minneapolis, Minnesota? Yeah. Is there yeah. lakes in Minnesota? Isn't it on the great, the, great, the great Lakes? Is Minnesota by the Great Lakes? It's up there. By you know Michigan, Minneapolis. I don't know. I'm looking at Minneapolis Lake, Wisconsin. See what comes up. I remember in Purple Rain, Prince said something about some lake. Is 0.5 miles away from Minneapolis. Cedar Lake is 0.2. There's a lot of lakes. It looks like from Minneapolis. Do they have earthquakes there? I'm coming from earthquake capital of the world over here. Okay. No, the earthquake earthquake is the fight. The fight is the quake. Well, that was not anything that anyone would feel. That didn't like it didn't register on the Richter scale. It was like one of those ones where noobs who like never felt an earthquake. Oh my god! And people like me, like whatever. It didn't even wake me up from my sleep. I would say that match would not have registered nearly as good as one of my farts on the Richter scale. It was not as strong mm. and did not have quite the didn't have as clean a finish either which one i don't know which one are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> i will say this yeah of all the years i've been watching now aew yeah. this was the first and only prop that i've ever seen fucking work that fucking coffin closing when it was supposed to yes yeah that so, was crazy Fucking cheers! Ever made that coffin? Cheers to Brody for that. Was the that was like one of the best fucking like cells of a finish to a match that I've seen. It was just perfect. Everything. And I swear to God, if that coffin didn't drop, I'd be like, God damn it! Can we not do matches with a gimmick at the end because they always fail? This one did not. Yeah, for sure. Jeremy in times in the chat too says match was great, but AEW has done too many coffin matches where I don't want to see another one for a while. Two things on that. Justin, do you tell your brother he's got to like stay in the room while you do? He can sit next to you, you know, right? He's right <laughs> behind you. Yeah, right? he can. Yeah, he can come over and hang. Like that's you've banished him, and it's strange. Damn, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. It's like you locked him in a cell, like you're in a shark cage. Yeah. Like in a shark you're like, look, like, I'm going to be on the show. If you want to add anything to it, get in the chat like all the other fucking noobs. <laughs> like he's not been on the show before. Lock him in. No, if I lock him in the, in the freaking shark cage, it'll just be that same one. So he could just sneak out through it like they yeah, did. Yeah, he just slip right through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the problem with them doing so many coffee matches is they don't have a good reason to do them other than it's cute for Darby to do them. That's just mm-hmm. not a good reason. The reason the Undertaker did him was because he was the dead man and his and his literally came out with a mortar a mortician. Like he was killing you. And he does the kill you sign and stuff. Darby just goes like, "Look it, I fall like I'm in a coffin." Like it's not that he's killing you, it's that he's dead. You know what I mean? Like it's different. He falls back like he's just a, a dead body uh, doing his last resort. What's the only thing a dead body can do is fall backwards, hands on chest. 
but when you look at him versus a lot of people who are like Brody throws him around like a rag doll. Oh yeah, that's cool. That 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 right there, it's like, dude, you look like you're like you're dead weight right there, just boop, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Again, yeah. you know, they want to have their niche things, and because there is no Undertaker anymore, they got to capitalize. That's true. Because yeah. you know, this is uh, WWE. I don't even want to call it WWE light. This is like the second coming over here now. So second I'm coming. waiting for some other ridiculous things. But again, mm. if you were to rate that one on the Richter scale, that match, I will say probably was like maybe a 4.2, okay. 4.5. You feel something. Even people right. who've been in it were like, hmm, oh, that's kind of serious there. It's a little more than indigestion for sure. A little bit more. A little bit more. Feel that that kind of that yeah. the rumblings. That rolling rumbling. It wasn't the mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I think that was the um that was the Lucha Brothers and, and um Andrade and Rouge. You guys tell me about that one because I'm gonna be honest. I had a hard time getting into the match. I'm kinda over Penta. Them doing all the stuff with the mask. Every time we see Penta now, someone rips his mask off, and I'm just thinking they got to start releasing toys where his mask isn't even part of the head sculpt. It's just a loose thing you can pull off. Like it's just they they've overdone it with him. You can't uh, do that. You might as well. You might as well. They pulled his mask off again, and it was just all over the place. So it's like I I don't know. Uh, also, it was Andrade and Rouge, and I know that they're popular and people like them. I'm. I wasn't bought in enough to, to pay close attention. And as I was watching, I had it on my computer screen while I was doing stuff. So it wasn't like I needed to do much more than move my eyes slightly. So I kind of like saw it, didn't listen to it. And I, I wasn't all that intrigued by most of it. So I want you guys to talk about it because I have a feeling you guys both loved it a lot more. And that's what I'd rather hear about. So uh, Jeremy does say real quick, even if it was a different shark cage, I'd still have to wait for Tay to figure out how to work the lock and key. <laughs> <laughs> He's all like, I'm not fit between them bars, dude. I'm not getting between them. He's all like, it's cool, Tay. Take your time. They got it mostly anyways. I'll just, whenever you get it. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'm not running to there anyways, so you might as well take your time. I'm walking. Uh, so go ahead, Amanda. You tell me what you thought about the tor- Tornado Tag Team Match. Lucha Brothers versus La Facion Ingo Bernoble. Rush and Andrade oh. L E D low. Well, you know, I think people there's an allure with them because everyone loves obviously loves L I J. Most people who I think are the you know, the average watcher of New Japan, I think in the States, L I J is probably well, Bullet Club is Bullet Club, but for the people who are kind of anti Bullet Club, it's all about L I J. So I think it's great that they're trying to bring that back for a bit indoor stuff, um, which is kind of exciting because, I don't know, I just think that those four are some of the best examples of, you know, modern Lucha Libre right now. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with that. It does kind of suck that Pence's been getting his mask taken off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the guy, because I saw what he looks like before without the mask, 
he's a good looking man. So, you know, but I'm not saying, oh, let's do that because of that. It's just kind of like, wow. And that was kind of brutal, the tying of the knots and it was a double knot. And I just was like, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, I get it. But I mean, and I thought it was great for that, that in that aspect of them, because that's some of the best Lucha Libre. I mean, you throw in Dragon yeah. Lee. Um, there's another couple of people that I would throw into this name pool, like Bandito. That's one I don't understand why Tony Khan didn't bring back from Ring of Honor because I yes. think he's like one of I think he's he's probably my favorite luchador right now. So, Flamita, but Flamita yeah. Ray Horace too. Yep, Horace. Yep, those guys. I mean, why not? I mean, these guys are the best at what they do, and there's you can tell why, and it just is beautiful thing. I mean, I've seen beautiful things from all of them, so. Definitely, that's a missed opportunity. But I am glad that they're really kind of highlighting Lucha Libre. I just wish that they brought other people in. To the yeah. fold. For uh, it's definitely some of the most interested I've been in Andrade for a long time. That's for damn oh, sure. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, love Rouge, love Rouge, love Lucha Brothers. Like, I think this was something that Andrade really needed. With his oh, yeah. run so far, it's been incredibly lackluster. So pairing him up with Roosh, and now you got Dragon Lee in there with them too. Like this is something that's kind of like revitalized Andrade. And I know Andrade gets a lot of like shit because you know there's things he said and done and all that stuff like that. But it's like, and he may have, and to me, I sometimes think he has a really big ego. But it's like. The guy's really good, and having him pair with Roosh again was is some smart stuff. And again, I, I I think they overplay the whole. Every time you have a luchador, like mass luchadors feuding against somebody, you always have to go with the removing the mask thing, and it's just it's over. It's played out too much. Like, but during this match, I actually enjoyed the whole him legitimately having to unmask himself to make the save. Like, I thought mm -hmm. that was awesome. Like, I like that. That like, was a good turn. The separate mask, like the spare mask thing was weird. I didn't really like that yeah. too much, but I like the whole, like, is it the whole him having to unmask himself to make the save? The match was just mm -hmm. freaking awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that this weekend, um, Penta was at this really random, and I say really random, um, lucha show in a town where they don't really run much wrestling around here, maybe like 20, 30 minutes from me. And he was Ooh. doing a signing. And I, I've seen him when he's done his stuff. That they like, even at PWG, oh God, those guys make are making thousands of dollars hand over fist. And they'll stay there, make sure, you know, he makes sure that everybody, you know, you know. Is taken care of, but I just thought that was like really cool and kind of random that he's still doing even these small little no name, no whatever, you know, Lucia shows. So it, it's kind of a cool thing to see that. Um, but I think with, I think they really need to, and it's a shame that, you know, whatever happened with like Jack Evans, because obviously him and Angelico, you know, were in Mexico for years and years and were competing against these guys doing that same kind of style, but obviously you have Gringo's doing it. So, you know, 
I would like to see more of that style because it's varied. Because they've got, like I said, they have some of the best luchadors right now, period. And I think that if, you know, they can be kind of, you know, known for, okay, we've got this in here. This is, you know, where we're relying on that flippy shit. That would be great, you know, and maybe highlight some other kind of styles. Because Deathmatch, I'm sorry, I'm just sick of the blood. Mm. You know, with like with Mox, it's like, yay, you're bleeding. Who cares? Who cares? One yeah. day, you know, you're going to be anemic one day. And I can tell you, having blood transfusions is not fun. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just too yeah, much. Yeah, they, they definitely overdo it with the blood in general. I know yeah. that Produce Lady, if she comes in and there's just too much bleeding, she just will walk out. She's yeah. It doesn't interest her in the same way. And I get it, you know, for some yeah. people. But it's also like sometimes it's just too much too often. We're like, I think I told you guys a week ago, I think a week or two ago on episode one, that Kev was trying to watch some AEW with his kids. And when they heard it was a death match, one of the, the youngest got really like sad and was like, someone has to die to win. And he didn't like that. He thought it was terrible. And then he like left the room. And then his other kid was like, they're bleeding so much. I don't think it's okay. And so he had to turn it off. He's like, all right, I can't watch this with my kids. Like, then I get it. Maybe that's the idea. Maybe that's the point. That's what people want. Like some people are like, hey, this isn't for kids. Okay, cool. But it also doesn't have to completely exclude them. Like there yeah. is a middle ground. But if you're bleeding because it was something that happened, like you got kicked in the in the nose and it breaks in, you know, we see Niagara Falls. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah if you're sure. going to go in the corner and you cut yourself too deep and we saw you go in the corner and cut yourself. No, you know, there's got to be a because, you know, obviously like real death match. Hi, GCW, real death yeah. match, yep. you, you know. You're already knowing you're signing up for blood. Yeah. I mean, you get it within, you know, some of those bastards even just will break the light tube right there in their knee and let's oh, fucking yeah. get, you know, get it on, you know? <laughs> you're like, oh, Jesus. So, yeah, things like that. And seeing someone like a Cardona when he was, you know, <laughs> king of the death match right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. King of death match. That was, some, that was some serious shit. And that was kind of where you're like, ooh. Hey, this is kind of exciting. When you have people who don't really do it, and then when you have the guy, same guy every week, it's like you can almost time how long into the match he starts bleeding, Mox. Yeah. So now I think that would be that would be a great thing. Do they still do DraftKings? Because if they do, that's a great oh, bet yeah. to have. Is when you know when does Moxley, mm-hmm. you know, bleed? Is it under the five minute mark? Is it over the five yeah. minute mark? Because the DraftKings does ones where it's like, how many F5s do you think you see tonight? Like, you know, who you get? Like, so yeah, if there's like, how many minutes still Mox cuts himself on live TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Um, let's see, Luchasaurus and Anthony Henry, I don't have anything to say about. It, it was on at one point. Let me not have Luchasaurus wrestle uh, anymore, please. And I think they've ruined his character after the the stuff with Christian and and I mean you tell me if if you see him totally different, uh, Justin. But to me, having him turn on 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 a, a Jungle Boy was so compelling, and then him teaming with Christian was felt like a step in a different direction, and then him turning back immediately and going back with Jungle Boy, but then trying to pretend he's still just as tough on his own and stuff. Like I'm not into it at all. You guys ruined that. 
you know, and I like Jungle Boy and I like Luchasaurus, but my God, I, I don't know what this is. They, they, I think they fucked it already. And it really sucks because, like, I, I think it was really interesting having him with Christian. But it's like they mm-hmm. just put him right back with Jungle Boy as soon as he came, as soon as he comes back, which just we're back with Jurassic Express. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I keep getting this weird feeling that he's going to turn again on Jungle Boy. And I'm like, well, why though? That would just make zero sense. Yeah. What's I'm saying? I'm not buying it because now you have evil Luchasaurus with good guy Jungle Boy because of the power of friendship. And I'm just so over this power of friendship storytelling that they go through. Like, well, you, you see tell what me happens. It's not with for children. Friendship? Yeah, you tell me it's for ch- it's not for children. But then the story behind it, every single character is well, the, by the power of friendship, they shall unite. And you're like, fuck off! Like, can't someone want to do it for money? Like, come on. Like, it's supposed to be a competitive thing. Can, someone can't just do it for glory, honor, money, you know, like legacy. It's all for friendship. Do it friendship. for your fucking father, dude. Do it for your dad, yeah, Jungle Boy. Do it your goddamn dad. Exactly. Because he was such a of friends. Jeremy in Time says it best. Power of friendship overcomes all evil. No. There's evil. <laughs> no. NDAs overcome the power of evil. As far as I can tell. Well, we can bring that up a little bit more. (laughs) We'll talk about that another time. Uh, Speaking of evil... Go ahead. What do you you got? got? And speaking of evil, because evil Uno, is we didn't talk about that Young Bucks segment. I didn't hear any of it, and I was just really happy, so you guys can talk about it, and I'll find out more about it as you say it. Okay, well... Pretty much the gist of it was they finally got to apologize to Hangman. And it brought back some great, you know, classic, the actual elite and how they were saying that was some of the best times in their lives. I will say this, as some of the, that, that time period with those guys, that collective of guys, um, I think was the best of BTE. I continuously yeah. myself find myself going back and watching old episodes because they were fucking hilarious and they were mm-hmm. great. And, you know, you can kind of see in the works of a lot of what was supposed to happen, you know, come into fruition. But it was interesting to me that Hangman said, you know, I, I kind of, he's got to be there, you know, with, for, you know, the Dark Order because they were behind his corner and the whole thing you know during his stuff and you know the bucks weren't there so i was a little shocked about that and then i'm like fucking a we're just gonna go back with fucking kenny and i'm like wait a minute no that's the mistake right there it's like if kenny's gonna come back don't put kenny in this bullshit like here no i think kenny needs to really redeem himself because he is not the kenny omega that i thought we were gonna get in this company it's not even he's not even a fourth of it in my opinion so i'm hoping that it's someone else that was around that time period i know everyone's like yeah and marty's not gonna get there i'm not talking marty actually i think we might see flip gordon maybe because he was the one to be honest you know i mean I, i i you know i i i could see it you know, and I that would could be great. See Marty too, 
I, I'm not saying I don't want, Marty. I don't want to take you down that rabbit hole because I know how you can be, but I do think that that might actually be a good way if you're going to do it to protect him. If you brought him in as a singles, he would be so out there. But if you actually right. brought him in in a trios with the Young Bucks in a tournament and get them to the championship, that could put a lot of buffer around him. That could True. protect him from a lot of the bullshit. True. True. Very, very true. I didn't really tend to think of that. I'm just kind of more of the, in general, that name's hopes up. <laughs> yeah. 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 And if, I will yeah. tell you this. If, if he does, you know, I'm going to be fucking through the moon. Yeah. Sad because, you know, they don't come out here and have to try to really pick and choose where I would go yeah. to see him wrestle. So, but I think that if it does happen, Oh my God. I don't want to say I told you so people, but I already know that if it does happen, the amount of shit I'm going to get from people. And I'm like, yeah. get over it. Okay. Get fucking yeah. over it. Get over it. Okay. Look at Dickinson. I'm just bringing this out of the blue, but Chris Dickinson put a statement out the other day. And um, I know we didn't talk about it, but when I read that, I was like, this is what everybody should, how they should look at these cases that, you know, you, you can't just chastise somebody because of a one sided thing or whatever, or use it as a witch hunt. Cause there are people that were in part of this that are disgusting people. Yeah. And then yeah, there's some, and, that, and if the goal yeah. is to, to, if, if the goal is accountability, which should be the goal always, then hmm. there has to be um, an outlet of redemption, however that yeah. looks. And I think that, you know, case by case should be looked at. But we've talked about that before. But I do agree the idea with potentially Flip could be cool. I think everyone expects it to be Kenny, which is why I think it would be cool to not use Kenny. Like, why not make a splash and have it be not Kenny? Uh, and I do think that if they were to be willing to... To, to, to have that fight or to acknowledge because they got their own plot, pad, podcast platforms. You know what I mean? Like you could have Marty come out with the Bucks and then you can drop uh, Talk is Jericho with Marty the next day. And then you can do the Aubrey Edwards one day after that. Let him get out there and talk about his story and explain his side or his growth or any of those things, his accountability, allow that be a thing. I think that I, like I said, I'm not trying to get anybody's hopes up or anything. Cause I know that you get all, you're very emotional about him uh, for a lot of good reasons. Um, but when you brought up the idea that that was what their promo was about, it made me think of all these ways that you could potentially be protecting him if you did it that way. And it would be more interesting than just a Kenny return. Cause Kenny returning is cool for that fan base. Sure. Uh, and seeing him team with the Young Bucks, that'll be cool and fun. And then you get to the Dark Order with Hangman Page against the Young Bucks and Kenny. And ooh, story, you're there, sort of. But would it be a big splash? Would it be a big shift? It'd be more of the same. It'd be a cool more of the same. So I don't want to discount it either. I do like cool more of the same. That's why I watch so much WWE. A lot of cool more of the same. <laughs> So, but yeah, if I wanted to make a splash, if I want to make a statement, if I wanted to say, yo, shit's not the way you think it is here, 
I'm, I might do something bigger than a Kenny. And I think there is something bigger than a Kenny potentially. Don't discredit the art of wrestling. Colt would do it too. Mm. And I think mm. that um, the only reason why I would even think, not because those are like two of my favorite people in the world. Um, <laughs> mm. I, I think it's because I know that when I talked to Colt about Marty, he was like, oh my God, he's, he's wrestling? Wow. And he, I mean, he, it wasn't like, oh, he's wrestling. No, I mean, that's someone that, I mean, they're, 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 they're friends. They're pretty good friends. They've known each other a very, very long time. So I think that he would be another one that would get the, another story out of him too, in a way mm -hmm. that no offense to Aubrey Edwards, no offense to Jericho, in a way that wouldn't feel like it's controversial. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in a way that, it would be over the top. Mm -hmm. And then I would, because I'm nosy and I think I could, I would want to try to get it before I would, I would ask him if, if we could interview him before any of the dirt sheets could. For sure. If and could, I'm, if, you know, floor's always I, open. I, the door, yeah, the door I'm is open, saying, but you know, yeah. I know, he, I know he listens every once in a while, but if you're listening at this one, I'm I'm being serious, dude, because I think that we would be object objective enough, and I don't think that the the internet wrestling community's journalists would be as um, unbiased. Because I can even or take away my yeah yeah. A lot of people I are take away listening, my, my and we're all about the conversation. Of, yeah, and I could take away my hat of being pro marty i totally can take that away yeah yeah the same um but yeah you know that would be pretty cool uh i got that out of that rabbit hole okay sorry no yep yep uh when it comes to the tbs championships jade cargo versus madison rain it was her madison rain's debut jade cargo won uh and that's the that's that's the extent of the nicest things i can say about that match so you can say whatever you like and then we'll talk main event Wait, didn't she wrestle Nas and Rain wrestle before? On I thought she debuted like a with dark this. Or a... No, she wrestled so. on Rampage. Mm. She literally had her debut match on Rampage when Jade earlier was like, "I'm gonna have an open challenge, so whoever wants to step up." And then Madison has her match, and she literally went out there and was like, "You're gonna accept my challenge," and that's how this got made. Wow, that's awful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, very much. You know, I don't know. It was not good. <laughs> but, you know, Naz and Rain is, you know. Yeah. She's okay at times. She's okay. Yeah. I at mean, she's looking a lot like Angelina, um, Angelina Love posts a lot of her recent surgery mm. before her, some of her recent surgery. Um, but I think if they really want, now I know Tony's, and I would hope, I really wish he would, but the only person right now that I think would be credible to beat Jade Cargill would be he needs to bring in Tessa Blanchard and fucking light that bitch up. 
Like, if you think you're you're that bitch, no. That's that bitch. She's really See, that bitch. The problem is if they put her in there with Tessa, Tessa just dominates her. Mm-hmm. You yeah. make her look like she looks like a pure joke in there with Tessa. But that, that's the point, though. Nah, I'd rather it be Athena at this point. I don't know. Like, I, can't, I just can't see them bringing Tessa in and then just strapping the rocket pack to her like that. Yeah. I also think that... So let's say that... Let's say that any of the internet talk about Tessa is remotely true. Which I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But if she is a pill backstage, then... You would need her in a stronger locker room. You would need her in a WWE where you'd have stronger, bigger egos that would keep someone in check, right? If, I think AEW's locker room is a little too volatile in that regard. I think that she would steamroll a bunch of them too. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if any of that's true to begin with. Uh, I also think that it's funny that you said the only person credible to take the title off Jade would be anyone, because I don't know that they've built Jade as a credible wrestler at all. I think they've exposed her as as, as bad at what she does. She she's exposed as a prop. You know what I mean? Like they they put her there for a reason, and it has nothing to do with her ability on the microphone or ability in ring. They literally have said we've done this because she looks this way, and that is it, and we are sticking to it. And I think every match she has exposes that more and more, which is why. I don't, I'm not invested in the TBS championship or her and can't fantasy book who they're going to have her lose to because I don't see what anyone even gains by beating her. It's just a numbers game at that point. Oh, look, you beat this person's streak who never lost. And you go, oh, were they great matches? Not a one. Sorry. I know. Not, not. Were they one. impressive defeats? Nope. Not very often. No. One I mean, match. It's not even She's... Goldberg. Yeah. Which one? The Ty Conti match to me. That was like her only match to me that really to me was good other than that i haven't enjoyed a single jade match at all and i'm just like every time i say it it boggles my mind to say that jade cargill's only one good match is out of ty conti like that's nuts (laughs) i tried to be nice i (laughs) and that's what i mean like you don't need a credible threat you just need a wrestler like the fact that jade beat thunder rosa is is a shame and it's disgusting, but you know what I mean, Deeb, like the whole thing, yeah, oh. yeah, all of it was just awful because it's just she's just exposed as bad at all the time. So it's just for me, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, I guess that's this weird side project that Tony's working on that I just can't give two shits about. So I just don't, and I move on. So uh, we do have Valet in the chat saying, "Who's y'all's favorite wrestlers of all time?" Uh, I'll say Bret Hart. Amanda, go. Um, I will say. Uh... Macho Man, Andy Savage. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Justin? It's the guy that I always say is the greatest of all time, The Undertaker, easily. Yeah. yeah, I think those are fair. Like, if you just said, hey, you can you can have the entire collection of all these Bret Hart matches, but you really can't watch much else, I'm big. I'll be fine. I'll be just fine. I think you can say that with the, with Macho and Undertaker, too, Like, because there's, there's so much stuff there. I would be like, do I get the video packages that were happening before the matches? I need the vignettes. If I get the vignettes with it, I'm good. <laughs> Especially with the Undertaker, there a lot of those no... vignettes were sick. Yeah. yeah, and there's no Macho Man without all the the you know the 
pageantry and the glamour and the vignettes and the interviews. There is no. There is I no got the match. Macho Man Last Lost Matches DVD. It's like a three DVD set of all the matches they never really televised, and it's hosted by Bailey, and it's fucking awesome. We'll have to see that because he's it's a bunch of them. Are even like um, there's a bunch in like high school gyms. Oh wow. What? Oh, wow. When the WWE was doing poorly and they were doing like gyms and stuff, and so you see this like, like you, the the crowd is only like a couple feet away from the ring, and it's like it almost looks like GCW shows, and the commentaries pressed up against the side of the ring, and you can see like Bobby wow. Heenan right there, and it's fucking wow, crazy, dude. that's amazing! Oh my that's, god, that's awesome. Because yeah. yeah. I can say that's like it's the cool. first time I ever had seen live wrestling. Um, it was at the Cow Palace. It was a WWE event. Long time ago, I'm dirt. I'm old as dirt people, and Macho Man was there, and just mm -hmm. the whole pageantry of his entrance was just kind of just. It was just like, yeah. his, his presence was. Yeah, it was amazing. And I mean, I think that for me, with wrestling, when you can when it comes down to it, it's really a lot about the character, and how yeah. well people work their character and i think that that's that's what does it for me i don't know yeah. i can see with that with yeah. the undertaker too a lot of people because of his presence and i've seen the undertaker yeah. too and i was just that was another one like oh yeah you know just, kind of go, oh just my God. bret hart same thing, mm -hmm. same thing. i don't think people give bret hart enough credit about his character work either because no yes a lot of it was how he is and him taking himself too seriously but there's a lot of character in that you know oh yeah absolutely but, Absolutely. Uh, let's talk main event. Main event: John Moxley versus the Lionheart Chris Jericho. I'll give Jericho credit on one thing here. He didn't when he play hit Judas. his head on that turnbuckle. Well, he didn't okay. play Judas, which was nice. But when he hit his head on that turnbuckle corner, I don't think he was cutting himself. I think he actually fucking hit his Did. head on the turnbuckle. And I think it surprised him, and he bled a fucking lot. And the match was not going on much longer after that. Yeah. With that in mind, that is the problem with them blading too much. Because if you get a good one like that, your rest of your shit looks fucking phony. You know what I mean? You can't have cartoonish cutting of yourself and digging away all the time and then have a moment like this, which looked fucking sick and badass and tough. And you go, man... He's a bad motherfucker. And two weeks ago, he's sitting out there like, eh. you're like, what are, what are you doing? Quit. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you can't really do both do one or the other. And they may have even given up that turnbuckle with a little blade on it. So he could hit it and not have to do it himself. You know what I mean? Like who knows, but it went really well and it looked really good. And so I'm like, that looks so good and tough. This is exactly why you shouldn't be doing it the other way so much takes away from moments like this. This is just another guy bleeding on the show. You know? And that moment could have been badass. Uh, other than that, though, Moxley won, which is probably good. CM Punk came out, which I didn't really care about. I don't know. I was the sent my match uh, uh, coverage of that one. I, I thought it was an okay match at best, and some of it was pretty bad. Jericho is very slow and not good at what he used to do, and he should stop fucking doing it. <laughs> you catch Punk missing his timing too, like on everything how, he did. How, yeah. it took, how, it took, how it took Jericho like forever, 
like Jericho just standing there with the title waiting for Punk to come out, I went, oh my god, Punk, you are god-awful. His timing was That's terrible. I don't understand why, why Punk stands on the corner and flexes. Like, he's known for his muscles. I'm like, fuck off, dude. Like, what are you flexing at the crowd for? Just point. Get out there and point. I see you guys. I'm here for you guys. I'm back. You know, and put your hands up. But the fucking flex, like, he's got these impressive arms. You're like, dude. Makes him look more like a douche, more of a douche canoe than he already is. That's what that's I mean. What that's, what, that's exactly what I thought when I saw it. I was like, what a fucking douche flexing his tiny muscles. <laughs> You're not Brian Cage, dude. It's not an impressive thing. You know what I mean? Hammerstone goes out there and flexes, and you go, God damn. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sam Punk flexes, and you go, so you did a few push-ups. What was that, Justin? Hammerstone doesn't even need to flex. Do you see the size of that man? Yeah. That's what's crazy. Yeah. He's When Hammerstone's not flexing, he's swole as fuck. And then when he flexes, it gives you a black eye. Yeah. The muscle just flies out, and you get black eye. You're like, fuck. His muscles are just so big. So when yeah. CM Punk goes out there with spaghetti arms and then goes like this Ooh. and a fucking meatball pops up, you go, great, dude, thanks. What are you doing? Just point at me and say you're happy to be here. Oh great, you did God. six push-ups in the back on your way out. Like, fuck. Probably stubbed his toe again, too, because... Oh, oh. And I loved how they were like, JR was like, oh, it's surgically repaired foot. I'm like, it was a fucking broken little toe. Get There's over a fucking it. fucking bunion. Relax. <laughs> I know. a corn, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I will say with like Hammerstone, the last time I saw him live, and actually one of um, the person next to me, when Hammerstone had come out, were like, holy fucking shit. Like when he was walking out, because he wasn't wearing the, you know, the how he wears those acid wash jeans sometimes. Yeah. They, he wasn't wearing those. He was wearing, I don't remember what kind of material they were. But his thighs were fucking massive. And he did this one move where he turned his body. And it was like, holy fuck. It was it was like he had like, it was like, you know. It's like he had like, like it was like a bunch of grapes. So you saw these little muscles pop out. And I'm like, holy shit. And I, I had yeah. said out loud, I was like, oh my God. I go, I don't ever think I've ever seen someone with thighs like that, right? And he laughed, and then after the match, he came over to me, and he was like, he was like, when working on the thighs, he says, obviously, I guess, you know, someone's noticing, so thank you. And I was like, mm-hmm. no problem. <laughs> yeah, no. No. It was just, they were just so massive. Like, I mean, I've yeah. seen Brian Cage. Brian Cage has massive fucking thighs. I mean, these were bigger than Brian Cage thighs. That's yeah. saying a lot. It's, yeah. Whew, yeah. Well, Hammerstone puts peanut butter on everything he eats, so it's a com- it's a condiment for him. He's like chicken nuggets. Yeah, chicken nuggets <laughs> dipped in peanut butter. That's how you would do it. You take the whole right. box of twenty and just go boom, <sighs> done. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything you guys had to say about the main event or CM Punk's return. I really didn't. It was fine. Well, they didn't oh, give a shit. Oh, by the way, they made Audrey Edwards look like an absolute fucking idiot in this match, like hard. Mm-hmm. But isn't she? Like, though? Jr. so much so had to say something. He goes, I'm "Not a real big fan of the referee just leaving the match to do housekeeping on the outside." 
<laughs> he's like, never like that. And then you see her on the outside just like fucking around doing nothing, like moving shit. And then she comes back in and she's got these turnbuckles and she's like walking corner to corner and looking at him like, I don't know how this works anymore. What about what? Ooh. And then she just throws him on the ground and turns around and goes, I guess I should fucking do my job, apparently, after six minutes. And they're like, Aubrey didn't see any of that shit happening behind her. And I was like, because she looks like a moron. They did it really loudly, really obviously, very often. And they did Mm -hmm. nothing to distract her. So she's just walking around. It was stupid. She looked like a moron. Couldn't happen to a nice person. But... She was probably thinking that was actually the highlight of the match to me. That was the best part of the match to me. So, Amanda, what do you think of the match? Oh, God. She's an awful ref. People who out there who think she's a great ref, are you? what are you smoking? And can someone please... <laughs> can someone please come and tell me why? Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram if you want to film a little video. Why do you think she is a good rep. Because I, I, I don't see it. So I'm asking the public. But um, I will comment on the Jericho hitting the turnbuckle. I don't think it was bladed. I think he the way how he hit it, because you could see the angle when he hit it. Yeah, he hit that one little part, almost that jointy kind of part, which has the that big screw. Okay, I, I'm slaughtering whatever but there's a big screw and the end of the screw doesn't have an it doesn't screw into anything there's just an end of a screw and yeah. that's where i think it hit it and it cut him open yeah it's a real thick yeah. you know probably like i don't know it was a it's a pretty thick screw probably about i say the circumference of maybe a nickel mm-hmm. maybe so when you have something that's sharp like that you know, because they're not blunt. I mean, you know, and you're hitting yeah. it with force. Yeah, you're gonna pierce something with that. So I think that that's where yeah. that that was. So yeah, I rewatched um, it a few times, being like, "Where did he blade?" And I was like, "He's not holding anything." I was like, "I think he just no, fucking hit his head." No. Like, fuck. Yeah, and it was like right on that part. So if you know what turnbuckles look like, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it, it doesn't matter. But it was something sharp that's there that you know. Yeah. If you hit it at the right angle and whatever, and I don't do math, so you know, I couldn't tell you, but the angle of trajectory and all this other shit. But when you hit it hard, you're gonna bleed. So, yep. yeah, yep. I want to comment on Phil. Go ahead. Nobody cares, Phil. Nobody fucking cares. I don't care. Well, we all know I don't care, but honestly, what. I, I think is going to happen, and I'm sorry, spoiler alert, heard it here first. Obviously, all out, they're going to have that match with him and Moxley. Boring, but you have to do it, so yeah. He's going to win it, and to be quite honest with you, boring. Yeah. What would be next? Because they're going to do a, uh, I think, I don't know if I heard or what, but there was a, a Daniel Bryan and Jericho that I think is coming up next. Nobody wants that either. Isn't that, but wait, isn't that the Game of Thrones one? Is that no, how they're doing it? About all out. Is it all yeah. I don't know. All I know is boring. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see, I don't, I mean, Jericho, or, or not Jericho, uh, uh, Moxley and CM Punk, 
probably won't be half bad, but I'm not like excited for it. Probably boring. better than, than Danielson and Jericho. They're both boring. I don't want to see mm. Phil bleed. Okay. Well, that's true. He's gonna have it's to. Useless. It's required. Did Moxley have a match where he doesn't bleed? Probably not. But it's boring. But yeah. This and I will say this, and I know Tony Khan doesn't do this kind of shit, but this would be the place and the time to do what's right, Tony Khan. Have fucking Cabana walk out when he wins that shit. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's fucking him. money right there. You're in Chicago, and they, I loved how they kept this weekend putting on the whole oh CM Punk, the, you know the. It was like 17 years to the day of his last ROH match. I'm like, yeah, can we, um, I don't know who your social media is, but can we um, also tell people that in that match, he put fucking over Cabana on his exit? Do we remember that? No, but, you know, and there was a Matt Hardy clip that they showed on another tweet from that same, that same show in Chicago. Chicago Ridge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you've got all the tools there. It, it's about money. That's money. If you want to keep having things in Chicago, that is what you must do. That is the way. Not, I mean, yeah. You don't have to have Cabana win. It's just the principle of the facts. Just let him get his shit in. And if it's a loser leaves, you know, whatever, that's fine. But in the end, people really want that. And people, I'm just sick of how he caters down to fucking CM Punk. I'm sick of it. You see it in those scrims. It's like, can you put down the Coke, Tony? Can you calm your erection? Because you're the only one really into it. You and then I know two other people. But do what's right. You know, do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, but for someone to dictate, you know, how, you know, this, you know, how people come and go, that that's wrong to have, to have Phil have that power. That's wrong, especially because yeah, you don't yeah, let any of your EVPs have that power. Uh, if you like Phil, I'm sorry. Uh, it was fine for what it was. I just, I generally just didn't give a shit. It's just, I'm over Chris Jericho. I'm over the Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm over the never-ending freaking feud between them and this, and the Blackpool Combat Club. Just, I, I could give two fucks about CM Punk coming back, like... It's obvious that Tony's going to get what he wants and have Punk holding two titles so Chicago can lose their mind because their freaking savior is there. Like, don't give a shit. Could give a damn. I could give absolutely no fucks, and I don't because I don't give a shit. It's just, you know what? it's predictable. It's garbage. It's nothing that I give a shit about. So. Rasslin 101's in the chat says, what matches would you do for All Out? I think that's a really good question. I don't know what I would do apart from Ricky and Hobbs. I would let them do it on a bigger stage, you know, uh, like an All Out. I think you go that Thunder route. And I, I could see 
Thunder vs. Tony, I could see getting to there would be sick. Um, Miro and Malachi, I probably would like on a big stage like that. Um, who, I mean, you have to do Moxley and, and Punk. But let's yeah. say Moxley wasn't your interim champ. Who would you put Punk up against? Not Cole. <laughs> yeah, and for Not those listening, you know what I did. Yeah. Yeah, flip Marsh the bird. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't I don't know. I mean feels like Punk's gone through everybody, you know, that he how needed you, to I don't go know through. How to see Punk go up against? How do you put hmm? how say how do you book a punk match at this point and even give a shit? Though, like I, I think that was my biggest problem with him becoming the champ is it immediately felt deflating. Like, oh, there's no dream matches on the other side of this. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing mine. I'm excited to see. There's I mine. Mean, there's That's a war. There's a, there's a bunch that people would probably like. You I mean you got Brian, you got Kenny, you got Cole, you got. But it's like Kenny. If you could do Punk and Kenny at All Out, I'd be into that. But I want the cleaner Kenny Omega. Okay, I want the guy that went up against Okada for like an hour, not once but twice. I don't care. That's I'm not Kenny saying because I actually think I'm going to like the match. I'd be saying I'd be into the idea that it would be happening. I wouldn't like it either way. <laughs> no, because then that would at least be decent wrestling. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jeremy in time does say the fact that Mox and Punk had the nerve to do the Rock Hogan stare down really annoys me. That whole ending segment with them was really weird. You could see Cesaro on the floor pointing at Mox and being like, hey, Punk's right behind you. He's doing all this stuff. And Mox kept like shrugging him off like, I know, leave it. I know, leave it. No, no, I'm trying to be too cool, dude. Leave me alone. I'm trying to be super cool. Like, I'm trying to be like a too cool dude, dude. Like, I'm trying to do like a James Dean coolness. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're getting in the way of my vibe. He kept shrugging him. And then he like, slowly stands up and does his fucking like i'm so fucking my neck hurts a lot and then he turns around and just they stare at each other i'm like you guys have literally no bad blood you're pretending this is this crazy thing this crazy tension and there's none matter of fact moxley you've said you don't give a shit you'll beat up your friends so that means to me there's no reason to be invested in any feud you had you're gonna beat the shit out of your friends out of your enemies there's no difference with you you can't have a blood feud if your blood can't boil. You're always ready to kill your friends. Means your blood can't boil for your enemies. Staring down at anyone, champion or otherwise, is the same. You stare down a fan, I think of it the same exact way as you staring down a champion. You're just always on edge. And that's not as exciting as you think. It's just fine. But if you did Punk and, and Omega, I think that I would be more excited for the concept of that match than... Than a Moxley match. What other all out matches might you throw in there? I mean, probably the Trios tournament final would be here. Yeah. Who do you want to be in the Trios tournament final? I mean, I've been talking about it on my show and I talked about it on somebody else's show. I hope, and as much as it's, you know, kind of, it would be obvious, I hope they go with the story. And I hope it is with Hangman joining yeah. the Bucks, where it's Hangman, like, you have the Bucks out there, like, they go out next week, and they don't have, like, they couldn't find anybody, and they go out there two on three, 
and then just have Hangman go, oh my God, they really do need me, and just have him book it out there to make the save. They get the big-ass crowd reaction for mm-hmm. Hangman. He comes out, joins the Bucks, and then just you have them go through it, but then you have the final literally be Dark Order versus Young Bucks and Hangman. Mm. And honestly, go with the underdog thing. Give the give the Dark Order the titles, I think. Because have it be where mm. Hangman has to decide, where he's standing in the ring going, well, what am I going to do? Like, am I really about to win these titles at the expense of beating my best friends? Or like, and just have him conflicted to the point where it actually costs them the match. Give the Dark Order the title. Just give the Dark Order something. Like, That's they've true, been in shambles. Give them something. Yeah. Are there even three Dark members? Yeah. There's four left. There's four left right now. And I, clearly it's going to be... Wait, one of them's a woman. One of them's a woman and one of them's no, a child. Is that not? No. no, she's part of uh, Jericho Appreciation Jericho. Society. Yeah. Oh, she's, her best. oh, yeah, that's right. She's been doing terrible promos over there. But yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> so, so John Silver, is that including the child or no? No, it's John Silver, Alex Reynolds. You got 10 and then you got Evil Uno. You technically okay, have... Yeah, you could do that. Also. Yeah. So, yeah, you could do that. Do you? Would you prefer that other than... Um, Going to the uh, elite with Paige versus the Undisputed Era. Since, from what I'm seeing, is the whole Cole and O'Reilly not cleared to wrestle thing. But if crazy. you're gonna go with it, like if this is the bracket at this point, if the bracket goes to it, I say go with the story. At the end of it, yeah, it would just be it would Those be story. Well, no, I just, if you're, if you can't get the Bucks to face, if you can't get Cole and Red Dragon in it, you go with the other story. You have a bigger, you have a story where it's like, what a final that would be. Having the Dark Order face Hangman, who's like, that could actually be an inaugural trios champion, but I have this at the expense of my friends, but do I really want to do that to my best friends kind of thing? And just... Again, it could cost them the match and have the Dark Order be the inaugural champions, which I would actually rather prefer than just going, well, because we are introducing no new titles, we got to give it to Hangman and the Bucks. Like, like, I would prefer them go with the story and go with the underdog victory. You know what I really like to see is I'd like to see the, the tournament go down to that and then something takes the Dark Order out. And so then Hangman and Young Bucks are just standing there being like, I guess we just get to win. And then Undisputed Era comes in without being in the tournament and wins the titles and everyone gets pissed. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Adam Cole, baby, everyone loves. So, no. And a whole tournament for a match that had nothing to do with the tournament. And that's what I would love. I would love to watch the whole internet lose their mind. That'd be the three of us getting pissed. I would be pissed yeah, there. It would be just the three of us being like, what the fuck? And the rest of it, AEW fans would be like, woo! We can never have good things. <laughs> but yeah. you, Tony Khan. No, I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'd, li- I'd like to think that that's the story. Because, again, like I always say that, you know, BTE always kind of comes in circles and all of that thing. So that would be great yes. to have the story. True. But... Uh, End of the day, Wrestling it's 101, 
It is his. It is, it's his toy box. Uh, Wrestling one on one. So huge shout out for them sticking around for longer than three minutes to hear all of that. Uh, <laughs> says as long as the fucking trustbusters don't win, I'm fine with anyone else at this point. Can you guys <laughs> tell me who the trustbusters are? That's Ari Davari, Slim J, and Parker Bordeaux. Okay, who the fuck is Slim J? Okay. Okay, that we'll was talk awful. about that in a second. Let we'll get to we'll we will get to that. Oh, wrestling one to one is on something there. Uh, also says why is uh, UE not in the tournament because they're pretending two of them are injured even though we've seen them fighting. So, this, so mm-hmm. that either means that they are injured and in physical angles for no reason and it's irresponsible, or they're not injured and are out for storyline, which leads me to believe we could throw them in the end of the tournament without being in the tournament and they could win it all and everyone could lose their fucking minds and I would love it. Uh. So let's do this then. We fantasy booked uh, all out. All out all day, I call it. Let's finish up on this Rampage thing and talk some NXT. Sonny against Parker. Parker came out beat the shit out of Sonny. This is the only thing that happened on Rampage that's worth talking about at all. At the end of the night, Ario Davari was in a match with uh, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy wins in a largely comedic, terrible match. Uh, and then Parker comes in and beats the shit out of all of the best friends uh, in a horribly sloppy fashion. And then Sonny comes out to protect Orange Cassidy, and then Sonny joins Parker uh, and Arya and Slim J, apparently called the Trust Busters, uh, in this faction of jobbers from Dark. Here's the thing. I think Parker Boudot is a pretty dope dude. I think he's pretty cool, and I think he's got a shitload of potential. I think he's in way over his head right now. I think they're pushing him a lot. They're giving him a ton of wins. And I think that what Parker does is expose how little Tony understands about wrestling. And I say that in that Parker's being booked like Tony thinks is the booking for Brock Lesnar. He thinks this is how you booked Brock Lesnar to be Brock Lesnar. I'll do the same with Parker now, right? But what he's failing to realize is that Brock Lesnar is Brock fucking Lesnar. And when you watch him, you're impressed by everything he does. They also He also fails to realize Brock Lesnar was trained by Jim Cornette and Danny Davis in OVW in a training class with Randy Orton and John Cena and Shelton Benjamin and, and a bunch of the fucking greats and Batista and was surrounded by a bunch of fucking tremendous talent who were elevating each other and super competitive to be the best that they could possibly be. They all wanted to be the standout. That group. Every one of them wanted to be the standout. And you go, well, who the fuck is the standout, I guess, right? You had Parker in NXT for a short period of time, and they, all due respect, he seems like a little bit of a slow learner. This isn't coming to him naturally. He's taking time to pick it up and that's fine john cena has famously said he's a very slow learner that it took him a long time to figure it out and to get to the level he was at he was physically always there but his his psychology and his ability just was always behind everyone else so it's not to say that without dedication you can't be one of the greatest in the whole fucking world but a lot of it came naturally to brock it's not coming naturally to parker and i think it exposes him i think what tony thinks is that brock lesnar became brock lesnar because he went out there had explosive matches and won quickly and flexed and then you see parker do those things without any of the ability that that brock lesnar just naturally had where you go oh my god 
This guy moves smoothly. He moves amazingly. He knows how to let everything breathe. Parker's hitting people, running to the camera, and flexing all hard and screaming. He growled on fucking dynamite in a promo. Like, he was just <laughs> sitting there, and there was a mic, and he just stands forward and goes, mm-hmm. And I was like, you sound like Clump when he sees a sandwich, dude. Relax. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not intimidating. You're feeling a little. He sounds like Luchasaurus. Yeah. He's going off like Luchasaurus. And I think that the potential for Parker is such that you need to protect him when he's, when he's not there yet. Because I think that he could be a massive John Cena-level star down the line. He's definitely not right there now. And I think what they're doing is, and this could sabotage him long run. He could burn out so quick and be in such a bad position that he'll never be able to get past that. That's possible. I don't want that for the guy. Jeremy in time says, Tony saw five 2002 Brock Lesnar matches and thought he knew the formula. Exactly. He saw the debut. He saw a couple squashes and said, oh, that's how you do it. That's how you bring him in. It's not a formula. There's a lot behind Brock Lesnar in his physicality that is not here. There was a lot about Brock Lesnar coming out and looking like he didn't give a fuck. He just wants to hurt people that we're not seeing with Parker. We're seeing Parker looking like he wants to do some big moves and flex for the camera. You know what I mean? That natural ability to look like a Stone Cold killer is not there. You know? He looks crazy. And he looks like a dude I don't want to fight. (laughs) But he also looks a lot like he's playing wrestler. You know what I mean? And so I think he needs to be protected. And I think putting him with the people they're putting him with is, is... you know, not to do it really for him. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it's just it's just <clears throat> another it's just another jobber faction like the wingman. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's tough because, like I said, I really like the dude. I think he's fucking badass. Uh, but I was yeah. watching these and I was like, oh no, <laughs> what are we doing? And Sunny oh. Kiss deserves better. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. one of the Sunny original people not... that they had brought in. And it's just been so hard to watch. I mean, he made the most. Him and Janela made the most when they were together. They made the the best that they could do out of it. And I appreciated that. But I just don't like what's going on with Sunny. I can't make any sense of that whole thing. That just doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, let me just get beaten up and then I'll just help him later on. Like I I beat my (laughs) own. Because I'm afraid maybe he'll beat me up again. No, no, no. Because a lot of people want to see Sonny kiss, but they're like, "This is your way to get him on television." Is teaming with the Trustbusters? Oh like, God, no! Shit, that's not a way to get him on television. Just no. Sonny kiss on fucking TV. Yeah, you're hurting, you know, Sonny Kiss's value off TV by doing shit like this. Yeah. You know, and that, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. So, you know, and then I will say this of all the merchandise that, you know, AEW sells, I kind of want them to sell the uh, tie dyed tracksuits. Anyways, just throwing that out there. That would be funny. Yeah. I would. That'd be be cool. Yeah. That would be kind of (laughs) cool. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. That and I'm still waiting for the other one that I was waiting for that I thought that maybe they were going to do was I thought we were going to get like a limited edition run of like um, airbrush powerhouse Hobbs overalls. We didn't. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to go to the source because I know who does those overalls. 
and ask and ask him, you can make me a pair. Yeah. That'd yeah. be badass. So anyways. And by the uh, way, anything else on AEW? Oh, oh go ahead. Powerhouse Hops. Okay. Tony, the prop department. Okay. That like cheapy, plasticky, fake TV that the hubs through, they're real cheap. You know, those flat screens nowadays. Get some cheap ass one and really like get that breaking in there because that thing just bounced. You could kind of hear it bounce. I want to hear that shit shatter because that guy is a beast. Or having just go, you know, because he's pissed. That would have been fucking great TV. But you know. Yep. Yep. Anything else, Justin? Yeah. Uh, one other thing, just if if for the trios like tournament, if it ends up actually just being a lazy way out, and it just ends up being Kenny as the tag team, as the partner. I hope to God they don't have Osprey and Aussie Open win against Death Triangle just to keep the two of them apart. I hope yeah. they keep Kenny and Osprey apart for now. Don't even mm-hmm. you don't have to put them in the ring together and keep constantly teasing it. Just keep them apart. Have Death yeah, Triangle why, win. Why the fuck is Ocean Spray even there anyways? Why the fuck is this torture me? Because, because I, I, you know, I mean, yes, Tony hates you. I still want to know why Trustbusters are in it. That's my Richard loves it. Trustbusters. I'd rather see, you know, I'd rather see that they could have put in there in fucking Brian Cage's whole freaking trio. Why Mm -hmm. didn't they put that in there? Mm -hmm. No, let's put Trustbusters in there because no. Apparently, we need this jobber faction on our freaking TV. Like, no. Well, I'd rather see the Trust Busters than um, Ocean Spray and Aussie Open. I love Aussie Open. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I love everybody on that team except for the leader because he's a fucking, just a douche canoe. All right. No secret here. Okay. Billy Ocean, Billy Ocean Spray, you're not the GOAT. No. Jay White beat your ass in the G1 and you were like, oh, nah, 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 nah. no, please. If anything, Tony Khan, do not let the man have the microphone. I don't want to hear him talk about this trios thing. Don't want to hear that at all. Okay. None. Mm, big X. No. A waste of TV. Waste of like my ear space. Okay. I'll probably get a migraine. And yeah. But I just don't understand why he's there when there are other people that are in AEW that could be are true. God damn, why didn't you just put Danhausen and two other like random ass people who think they're funny together and use them instead of Aussie Open? Hell, what about private party and maybe one other person? I don't know, the butcher, the blade, and then you get some other weird random person. Anybody but Ocean Spray. Because it's like, did you even sign him? Because to me right now, it feels like you signed that motherfucker. And I'm like, oh. God, I don't want to give you money for signing that if idiot. Only Team Taz was still together. There's a trio right there. Yep, but I, mm, I digress. I digress. I'm not going to go there. That's what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were going to go into this with these trios. Ricky Hobbs and them, And then they can implode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They could have been the one in Lee and, you know, uh, swerving their glory. Uh, anything else in AW? You want to talk NXT? 
Let's talk NXT because NXT. I'm pissed off right now. NXT. NXT. Uh, NXT. NXT. Oh, yeah. I should also say that the, the um, opinions of me and um, Ocean Spray do not reflect the opinions of Wrestling on the Rocks. That's my disclaimer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. It did open up with Kiana James versus Nikita Lyons. I saw a lot of people talking shit here because uh, Nikita was trying something interesting in the corner where she does kind of that splash and kind of rolls herself out of it. It was a little mm -hmm. messy, but she was trying something. Um, I saw a lot of people like trying to give her a ton of shit for it, and I was all like, well, maybe she doesn't do it anymore. Maybe next time it's smoother. Like, then what? Like, I don't know. Didn't make her break the match. It was just kind of a weird way to get out of a spot. And well, I mean, the match wasn't like a fucking five-star classic to begin with. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, hey, we're going to be talking about this match forever. It was like just a... Just an okay match with some women who are learning and they had one kind of botch in the middle. Kind of good if you think about it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, could have been a lot worse, really. Yeah. I uh, really like the fact that Nikita Lyons has been of the bigger ladies that have been kind of going in between like NXT, the roster, and whatnot. With the exception, of, I'm not putting Natty in this category. But like a Tamina and, you know, I think that Nikita Lyons is probably been one of the, you know, besides Tamina, probably I think one of the best and probably a little bit more talented of the bigger, the bigger women mm -hmm. that have been around. And, um, and I think that's good that I think that there's finally there maybe either have a person who understands kind of how to kind of use your bigness for lack of a better word or they figured out these are the kind of things that are going to make someone of her size look good and constantly drill those like techniques so it looks good and not kind of funky mm -hmm. that's what i've been noticing but yeah i think she's doing really good i think they're both doing really good I think Keanu James actually was kind of a standout here, too. She did a really good job for somebody we haven't seen much from, you know? Yeah. And um, I feel yeah. about her name. Yeah, it wasn't she, needs like... hmm? she needs to change her name. I have a problem with her name. Why? Because it just screams porn star to me. Sounds like Keanu a porn James? star. It, it sounds like a porn star name. Yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, like, come on. She's pretty and all, but let's not go down that route. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this way. <laughs> doesn't have to be this way. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but I don't have like a ton to say about the match itself, just because it was it was fine. It was a fine mm -hmm. match, and Nikita got the win, and they both looked good, and there was a botch in the middle, and mm -hmm. okay, it's not. Mm -hmm. This wasn't a massive storytelling thing. It wasn't a blood feud. It wasn't a massive blow up. It was just a couple people learning, and felt okay mm -hmm. with that. I know people got a lot of a big problem with. Um, NXT being developmental and being on national TV at the same time. And I think sometimes I get lost in that too, where I go like, Hey, this isn't as clean as that. And then I kind of take a, take a step back and go, well, what happened here? What do we get? You got two. I mean, it's the same shit you would get in the middle of raw sometimes back in the day, two talent you never seen before having a sloppy match in the middle and moving on. Cause they're trying to learn and that shit happened. So, uh, yeah, I didn't hate it. Didn't fucking ruin my night. I was okay with it. 
you know. Yeah. Uh, do you have any any anything on it, Justin? Not real. No, it was just it was it was an okay match. It was just it was a little sloppy at points, but it was like nothing to like really. It's that it was like when I talked about it too. It was just like it, it was an okay match. It was just what it was. Mm. Yeah. No issue with that myself. Uh, let's see. But it did go on the Diamond Mine stuff backstage with Apollo Cruz and Roderick Strong and yeah. uh, the Creed Brothers watching it. What do you guys think of all that stuff? I think they're really trying hard to make me care about Diamond Mind, and it is just not clicking with me. The most uninterested I've been in Roderick Strong in a long time. He literally does nothing but bitch about everything. Yeah. I cannot stand it. I, I, I hate it. Like, it, it doesn't matter what Diamond Mind does. Oh, you guys are training? Well, now I'm just going to start bitching. And I'm just like, Roddy, stop. What the hell? He bitches about everything. He does come up pretty whiny. He does doesn't come up pretty whiny. He's they're literally in there watching footage, and just yeah, just because Apollo Cruz is in there, and he just walks in and starts bitching, and I'm like, Roddy, stop! What are you doing? This is Roger Strong, and I was like, I like Roddy, I, I really like Roddy, but come on, I can't handle the. Oh, you're watching footage? How could you do that? How dare you do that? Somebody? Yeah. So good. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, I was like, okay, and then we're going to have a match at the end of the night, and I was, uh, didn't really care for that much. Uh, the Last Legend stuff I wasn't into. They kept cutting her talking and then cutting away, and Wade Barrett kept getting mad about it, and I didn't care about any of that. Like, no, Wade, why are you getting mad about good, it? But yeah, I think she's pretty good, but it seemed like a pointless thing. I don't know where we're going with that, except I guess maybe we're bringing back her talk show or something, maybe? Because then she can sit down I, and really say what she what's on her mind or some shit. I didn't get it. I was like, is this really something like if the show, if the, the show would never have progressed, if we had, if we didn't have this, I'm like, this was just, why? Yeah, I would have rather heard Roddy bitch and moan a little bit more than that segment. Lesser of two evils. That's true. Because at least Roddy bitching and moaning had a purpose. Yeah. My thing is, why didn't Malik and Idris just walk away? Why did they have to sit there and listen to her? I don't care if that's the segment. Like, literally, just yeah. walk away from her. You don't have to yeah. sit there and listen to her talk. Yeah. What was it? The third time they were just finally like, okay, we're out of here. Bye. Why didn't you walk away? Yeah. Two segments ago. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, though? Trick Williams versus Wesley in a rounds match. I was really confused. It seemed like Vic Joseph was confused. They did a whole round with boxing gloves on, unexplainably, inexplicably, I guess is the actual word. But I thought, I, by the end of it, I thought it was all pretty cool. But I thought that there was a whole lot of, what the fuck are we doing? What is happening? Is this this or is this that? Like, I just... They did not do a good job because at first when they said this is what the rounds match is going to be, I was like, oh, cool. I get it. This is really cool. They laid out the rules. Then they came out with boxing gloves and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I wasn't talking about like I got real confused real fast. And I was like, oh, wait, do they not know what's going on? Or the commentary doesn't seem to be really clued in. Like, I would have wished that someone could have even like 
just clued them in to pretend something, right? Like, uh, how many times we've heard on commentary, like, oh, I saw this person backstage earlier tonight, and they told me this, that, and the other. And you go, oh, they probably didn't. They were probably told to say this to make sense of this. Couldn't you have said, like, oh, yeah, I ran into to Wes Lee backstage, and he was so mad about the, the Muhammad Ali thing that he challenged, he dared Trick Williams to keep boxing gloves on for the whole first round to really prove himself. And then you go, oh, okay. At least there's sense here, but like, it was weird. But I did like it, and I thought it was a cool match, and it was definitely different than what we're used to seeing. Showcase both the guys pretty solidly in a weird way. Amanda, what'd you think of it? You know, yeah, I, I that comment about Vic Joseph, yeah, he seemed very like he was lost. I, I don't understand. <laughs> like Wade kind of. <laughs> Yeah, Wade kind of kind of kept it afloat. Mm. But Big Joseph was so confused, and that's what made me started starting started to get confused. Like, oh well, am I not supposed to see what I'm seeing? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it. I personally thought that it was going to be more of kind of like that MMA style where you're going to see, yeah. you know, you're gonna see some hits. You're going to see a little bit of you know mat work. You're going to see a little bit of a little bit of everything, right? So the boxing gloves kind of threw me off at first. But then I, I got it. I understood it. Um, then the taking them off and then putting them back on. And yeah, all of that was kind of kind of funky. Um, I I enjoyed the match. I'm kind of like, yes, Wesley didn't look like a chump, you know. And it was a great showcase of that whole little engine that could yeah which they've been kind of trying to do with him so i was really i was excited about that and i was hoping that it would lead back to like carmelo getting you know upset and we'd see you know wesley and carmelo again but there's other fish to fry obviously so but i enjoyed it i can't tell if vic joseph enjoyed it that I can't tell. That's hard yeah, to like, say. And I did think yeah. it was a really cool, unique kind of way to do a match. And mm-hmm. what a perfect thing to use NXT for. Could this <laughs> match work? Well, let's try it. Like, maybe we see a rounds match later on down the line in like a Raw or SmackDown if they think this went well. Or maybe we see another one that's slightly different as they tweak it. You know what I mean? I thought it was cool in that regard. Uh, Justin, what would you think? I guess I got to be the only different one here because I uh, I just didn't enjoy it. I wasn't feeling it. Like, I've seen rounds matches. Like, I've seen, like, I know that's how NXT UK does their thing for, like, the Heritage Cup. Like, that's how the, the matches are contested. But it's like... Oh, yeah. When they when they started off, like, I, I, have, I wasn't really interested in the feud to begin with. Like, I'm not, I, I'm still not into Trick at all. I, I love Wesley and I'm happy that at least he's on television, but it was like this whole thing just starts off because Wesley gets punched in the back of the head and then Trick does this Muhammad Ali thing and they were just like, well, this is going to make this feud big. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, well, I'm still not feeling it really as much. Like, And then you get to the match and it's like the whole first round, like first section of it is a boxing like a boxing match and i'm like oh no this is not the way you should start this and then it just kept 
it was like from there no other round was drawing me into it it just wasn't working like the whole thing is just like i get if you're trying to make trick feel like his own person and not just a lackey to carmelo but like he still just feels like carmelo's lackey yeah, to me carmelo was really heavily involved in his corner yeah so he still kind of was it's, doing carmelo's bidding it's it's so it was just so uninteresting to me like it was poorly executed like you had the whole like when Wes rolled him up and Trick's feet were touching the rope, but the referee counted it anyway. And I was like, oh no, this is yeah, just yeah. going downhill. I was just, I was ready for it to be over. Like I want Wes to stay in contention to be in that North American title scene, but it's like that keeps him around Trick. And that's not something I want to keep seeing is this. That's true. He's got to get past that hurdle for sure. Cause a lot of it did not make sense. And you're right. I remember thinking that, too, when I saw the rules. I was like, this is sort of like the Heritage Cup, but maybe not. You know what I mean? I don't know why it had to be called rounds, but, yeah. Like, I like the match concept. I love that whole six rounds, three minutes thing. Like, I love that. It's I love that whole concept of the match, but it was just, like, this one just poorly executed, really. As far as sense goes, I felt athleticism-wise and what they did psychology-wise as far as their – their moves like i thought the guys did good but i thought as far as like trying to make sense round around there's a lot of a lot of question marks and like amanda said especially with like no disrespect to vic joseph i think he's one of the best commentators out there right now if i'm being honest he's one of my favorites but he seemed completely in the dark and i did not help because he kept going yeah. like i don't know what's happening and we're like fuck you're supposed to be the one to know what's happening like yeah. <laughs> i fell for him i'm like Oh God! That's so bad. That's so bad. Even when the commentator doesn't know what the hell's going on, that's rough. Yeah, when commentary's all like, I, uh, I don't know. You, you tell me. <laughs> it's like, like they didn't share notes with us. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's not the At only time we've seen that, but yeah, it's always bad when you see that. Yeah. Like I think about the uh, the kendo stick match with Bailey and <laughs> Alexa. Oh, all night they kept saying that the the person who pulls down the kendo stick will be the only one who's allowed to legally use it and they said it in the kickoff show they said it in a package before as they came out to the ring commentary was saying it they even flashed the rules on the screen and it said that the person who brings it can can utilize the kendo stick the person who pulls it down and they kept saying it through the match over and over again oh man yeah you want to be the one to take it down because you're the only one you can legally use it then as soon as bailey brings it down she throws the stick down. Alexa picks it up, beats the shit out of Bailey with it, and wins. And you're like, why wasn't she disqualified? That's clearly not one of the rules. And even Corey on commentating, he just kind of goes, well, I guess anyone can use it once it's down. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing about that whole match. It's like what like logically tells you that the other person can't touch it when the other person brings it down. Like That's mm-hmm. what's so screwy about it. Well, I mean, it could work if you had the ref just going like, no, if you use it, I got to do it. Don't make me have to do this. You know, oh, it's it, you know the rules. You didn't bring it down. You can't use that. Like, But it is a weird thing. And then, it, yeah, confusion on the commentary table creates a mess in the ring for sure. Um, Jeremy in time says, uh, Vic Joseph says it wasn't a boxing match during the first round. That was entirely just a boxing match. Yeah, he said that. He goes, well, because the rules clearly stated it was not a boxing match. And then if it mm-hmm. was a boxing match, then during the second round, they couldn't have just taken them off. And they had a couple takedowns during the first round, too. So it wasn't a boxing match. 
but it was very confusing because no one was able to explain why they might have both decided to wear gloves for the first round. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Especially because no one said it and it wasn't one of the rules, then it seemed like two uh, independent thoughts. You know what I mean? Both people independently thought they would come out in boxing gloves for no reason and then keep them on. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so definitely not clean going in, but... I did like the I liked seeing Wesley. Um, the Chase U stuff was okay-ish. I do think I that girl Ariana Grace, I think her name is. No, no. Ariana Grace was the one who got the black eye. Thea Hall, Thea Hale gave her a black eye. Is what they're saying. I do think there's a ton of potential for Thea Hale. I don't know if being with Chase U is going to be her big ticket. Yeah. You know. I think whatever's next think for her. I look at her like I looked at Madcap Moss. The next thing is probably going to work really well. This thing will be frustrating to watch. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, though. I like her. I like the Chase U thing. Like, it's something that's funny, but it's also, it's getting over like crazy. Yeah. And I, breaks it up I love it, though. Like I, I like I, I like her because she's got like a hell of a personality right now. And honestly, when she had the match, I thought she did a solid job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the match I thought actually was pretty good. We can talk about that too. There was something happening between, but we can talk about that real quick. I thought the match was great between those. I two. was impressed with her Ariana too, because especially because mm -hmm. she we haven't seen much from her since she's came <laughs> since she debuted, and it's like. This was a time for her to stand out, and she did solid. Like, there was just, like, that one moment during the match where it was like, what the hell are these two doing? Like, where she had her by the hand, and they were on the ground, and they were just, like, fighting, moving it around the entire time. And I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. Other than that, though, I thought it was the rest of it was solid. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know what we were going to get because we haven't seen much Ariana, and uh, I think that was the first match we've seen Thea Hale in. Yeah, it's her um, first match. On NXT. She was an indie sensation for a short period of time. Um, mm. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't say full-on sensation, but she was starting to get a little buzz around her. Uh, much like Sloane uh, Jacobs was uh, Mimi, Mimi-licious or some shit. She was starting to get, people were starting to notice her and stuff. And I felt like the two of them both were like people I had heard of and they were starting to do some stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe we should pay attention to them. And then uh, they both got signed by NXT like straight away after that. And I was like, definitely should be paying attention to them. Okay. Um, a lot I mean, of the undercard you... have been pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Like Kiana's yeah. been solid. Like I like I've been liking Kiana, yeah. Sloane. I like her. Ariana's got me to like her now. Like Thea's mm -hmm. doing like did really good in her debut. Like I thought the the women now are like really on like even on the undercard now are doing really solid work now. So that's good. No. I, I agree think with all that. Let's go ahead and manage it. Chase University stuff. So, but I mean, I personally, it's like I'm liking watching all of this, all of these women. They've been pretty, pretty solid. It's been a good, nice crop of um, talent that's coming through right now. And I'm enjoying seeing that. I just don't enjoy the other bullshit with it. Yes. But maybe that's it's just because like... I don't like Chase you. Yeah, I think I have a bias against it. Chase U. I don't like it. Yeah. But people are digging it. I do think, mm -hmm. still to this day, that 
Andre Chase's uh, character based off EC3. That's my thought. <laughs> the moment. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh the carmelo hayes and giovanni vinci stuff i'm curious about i'm interested in i think that could be a banger match i am so amped to watch that yeah yeah it it you know i like i liked how that was coming about i really kind of did i'm i'm interested i'm mm -hmm. really sold i'm excited to see it which at first i don't think i really was Yes. excited to see it but now that it was kind of presented in this way i think i am um i don't know if um i don't know how i don't know how it's going to end up going because i don't feel that um mellow should the belt should be off mellow quite yet but that's just me you know what's also interesting too is we think about the amount of times we've said, "Oh, let's go ahead and move Carmelo on. Let's move uh, uh, Solo on. Let's move Cameron Grimes on. Let's let's get Toxic Attraction back on the main roster." Like because we kept feeling like the the main roster needed spicing up and a little more action and a little something was less less predictable and the same kind of like we wanted to shake it all up. When you think about the last couple of weeks of Raw and SmackDown, you go, well, "I don't know. It's pretty shaken up now. Like I don't know that." Like, if you were to tell me, hey, Carmelo's dropping this title then and moving on to the main roster, I'd be like, I yeah. wonder where he's going to fit in. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you'd have a hard time fitting in. But I don't yeah. know where you'd see him right away. Where before, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you put him right into the IC title picture, put him right into the U.S. title picture, maybe even, like, go after, you know, this dude or that. But right now, it's kind of like, I don't know, he might just be another guy on the roster for a minute, you know? I think it's time to put Carmelo in the NXT title scene. I don't know. I mean, Honestly. I don't think right now there still isn't a place for Carmelo and definitely if you brought him in trick there 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 definitely is not a place um well you could they're kind of like you could bring them both up as a tag team though and keep them out of the singles division uh -oh, for a minute you could on. do them as a successful tag team for a minute technical difficulties oh she can't hear us take a drink yeah. mm. um one good thing about this whole thing, though, is Nathan Fraser still involved. Yes. Which is, which I love that he's still involved in something right now. Yeah, he's going to do some really cool shit down the line. You can tell. I can't wait to watch what he does. Yeah. I really like that, dude. Uh, let me see. She's not quite back yet, so she's still fixing that. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I think that match is going to be awesome. Uh, we go to the solo thing. Oh yeah, solo is going to be out for a few weeks. That fucking sucks. Big time. I keep wanting solo to finish up whatever he's doing and just make it to the main roster already, but I don't know what's going on. Uh, I thought there was a bit of a weirdness there with him and Cameron Grimes. He said something to Cameron and Cameron kind of looked at him funny. And I was like, you know, what's the fucking deal here? You know what I mean? Is Cameron going to change up his character again a little bit? Did you catch that weird little vibe? I think he's still going to end up, like, with this, with Joe Gacy. Honestly. I could see it happening. Cameron with Gacy? Yeah, they, 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 Joe Gacy's been doing that whole thing where he keeps, like, 
talking about Cameron Grimes that he seems like he's lost and that he's going to be the one to help him go away, like That's to true. help him find his way. And it's like, I could see Grimes doing it, but it would be like weird. Cause what if he's going to like shave himself completely? And then it's just going to look so awkward. Gross dude. That'd be so gross. Oh God. Baby faced, literally like smooth Cameron Grimes, anti caveman. Yeah. Oh, I'll pass. Dude, shave off the eyebrows and everything. Just make him smooth as a baby. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you put uh, Cameron Grimes with uh, uh, Joe Gacy, Amanda? Shave him up like a baby? Cup him baby oil? Not his eyebrows, poor guy. Yeah, no. especially his eyebrows. <laughs> That's wrong. That's wrong. But anyways, I kind of am expecting Cameron Grimes to be part of Gacy's um, little thing just because of um, kind of kind of in the current state of Cameron Grimes. I mean, mm-hmm. but he's already been like shaved up compared to what he was. So I don't. That's true. Yeah. So this is about like. As clean as you can handle. Yeah. About as clean as I can handle without. I don't know who that man is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Even I thought it was. Yeah. They manscaped him. He's going to be smooth. Yeah, no. But um, I'm waiting for that. Sorry, folks. I had no audio. Like, I couldn't hear anything. To reboot. You were going to put and make a segment out of it, too. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. The rate. is going to like him and and the rest in GYV are going to end up waxing him. That's horrible. Oh my god, horrible. Uh let's see, we did Paula Cruz and Roderick Strong, which is a good match, but you know, it wasn't super like I didn't care all that much, but it was a good match, two good wrestlers. And he's kind of I was kinda of wondering, I was like, I wonder if Roddy just asked to do this if he wanted to work with Apollo or if Apollo wanted to work with Roddy, but I think it could have been both. Mm-hmm. We had that weird thing with Apollo though, whereas when when he was making his way out there though. Where they like mm-hmm. zoomed in on his eye, making him look like a Terminator, and he just saw himself like he saw the diamond mine just laid out. And I'm like, so what is Apollo Cruz's new character? Like, is he literally just a Terminator at this point? Oh yeah, they did that whole like daydream thing. Like it was weird for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Apollo uh, Cruz is a Terminator. Yeah, he's pretty much a Terminator now. What did you think? Because I'm looking at it, uh, the Santos and Tony D thing, that sit down. I've given them a lot of shit on a few of these, and I haven't liked all of these pre-tapes and stuff. This one I liked a lot. I like mm-hmm. this one a lot. I thought the back and forth was really cool. The mm-hmm. idea of a loser leave town kind of a match. Although I don't think it's truly loser leave town. I think if Santos loses, he leaves NXT. But he leaves the rest of the guy mm-hmm. behind. I know, exactly. Which makes me think that if Santos wins, he can still leave but take Legato with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of torn. And I even told him when I saw him uh, on Thursday, I said, I kind of want you to lose. I'm ready to see you on the big stage. And he appreciated that and said amen to that and stuff. But I do want to see him with Legato going up there. I think especially with Hit Row being back. <laughs> Hit row. Hit row. Yeah, 
against the O three. Now you know. Yeah, right. Oh no, that that that's something else. No. Yeah. I love O three Merdo Canados. <laughs> wow. That was yeah. I didn't see that. What does Swerve say? Someone asked Professor Lady if he even said anything that was like remotely close. No. Mm -mm. no. Well, uh Wedos Caneros is a, a hot dog place here in Arizona, so um, <laughs> that's not the one with the hot dogs with the bacon on it, is it? Yeah, the Sonoran dogs we call them out here. Yeah, that sounds so good. It's more than just hot dogs with bacon, Justin. I don't you said care. that. I mean, you didn't it need to know more. As, as I'm just saying, is the worst part. You heard hot dog with bacon. You said it sounds so good, but like, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> yeah. I don't it's care like what I was. Sounds good. When I was in Alaska, I saw a friend of mine, and I saw like Arby's has this new Jurassic sandwich that's from the dinosaurs. It's based off the dinosaurs. It's like, but they're calling it like Jurassic. And he goes, oh, that sounds so good. I was like, I didn't tell you anything that's on it. <laughs> All you know is that it's named after a dinosaur. Hey, you had me smoke that bacon wrapped hot dog. That's all I needed to hear. But there's two different styles like. of bacon wrapped hot dogs. So. <laughs> the Sonoran style, what's on the Sonoran one? They put every fucking thing on a Sonoran dog. Let me pull it up for you because it's in a special kind of bun. They make it fresh in the thing. Sonoran hot dog. Hot diggity dog. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just Google it and look at it, but like. It's a bacon wrapped hot dog. Uh, it's got a, a, a what the fuck? I pulled it up and this fucking site goes layer of schmear. Fuck off! But it's got warm <laughs> fried beans on the bottom. Each roll followed by bacon wrapped hot dog top. Avocados, tomatoes, onions, jalapenos, drizzle of zesty mayo, and usually garnished with cilantro leaves and hot sauce. But the bun is an in-house made roll that it's in. Sounds like a hot dog bun. So. And yep, the I'm other sorry. bacon wrapped hot dog is a straight food. I've only I've seen it in LA and I've seen it kind of up and down California, where it's a bacon wrapped hot dog, and they grill and they sell these outside on the street. Mm -hmm. So it's a street food technically. Regular hot dog bun. They have the bacon wrapped hot dog, and then there's on the grill they have like bell pepper, green bell peppers, onions, and some stuff that they that they grill up throw it on there mm -hmm. and that's the other bacon wrap hot dog it sounds yeah. fantastic which i will say that is great yeah. i've had so Justin, 20 in my come visit come visit we'll good. get some hot dogs sweet mm -hmm. pwg yeah, well actually good. wait no they used to do it in front of Rosita. And I'm really sad now that I haven't been to PWG since pre-pandemic and our bar closed. I don't know where to go to the bathroom now. So, But I liked having the bar because it was air conditioned and we'd sit there all day. So, yeah. Chairs uh, in place. But yeah, Santos and Tony D, I like that program. I like the concept. I'm actually really excited yeah. for this match. Talking to Santos about the program specifically and how much it meant to him and how much he was invested in it makes me even mm -hmm. more excited. He told me more than once that he's very excited for this match on Tuesday. He can't wait to do it. So seeing someone that amped up about their own match coming up, I was like, oh, shit. It's not like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. It'll be good. He was just like – he kept, like, looking at me like, I can't wait, like, to be able to finish this story, you know, like, fucking cool. And he knows. He knows 
huge supporters of them. I'm so jealous that you got to talk to him about this this match. Yeah, he was so just jealous. standing around, and I was like, not gonna say anything because he wasn't like super like he wasn't rude or anything, but he wasn't like, hey, let's come chat. He was just come like standing around. Yeah. He was like practicing stuff, and at a certain point, he was just standing there, kind of like looking around. And I was just like. Fuck, I'm gonna walk over there. It's like, uh, hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm sure, uh, big fans. You're big fans. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh yeah. Way, we have the possibility of getting Legato on main roster. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited. Uh, they're they're beyond ready for it. I mean, uh-huh. either way, it's win win. Either way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, I like Katana and Caden as tag champions. They're doing their thing in the backstage mm-hmm. segment. That was fine. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything about them you have a, you want to say about? Mm-mm. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, the Tiffany Stratton thing was pretty cool. Wendy Chu. Go ahead, Amanda. <laughs> I love evil Wendy Chu. I know a lot of people really wanted her to come out as a uh, May Ying. May yeah. No, that's not happening yet. That's way too dark for Wendy to go into like jump into that. But this evil Wendy wearing a black onesie. Loving it. Loving it. I still hope so it's I guess... she goes there though with it. I hope she does. Yeah. Be really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I think that having the dark Wendy chew with the dark onesie, I wish that they weren't bunnies on the feet. It was something else. That was kind of evil. Like I don't bears. know. No bears or ducks or something, you know. Uh, that would be cool. What was that? What do you mean? What? I was supposed to say, wait, ducks are evil? Ducks wait. are not evil? the fuck are you talking about? Well, I, I'm trying to think of evil, like, slipper things they have. Like, Slips I don't know. Like, sharks ducks. are more evil than ducks. Why'd you go ducks? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I did. I forgot they have shark slippers. Okay, so sharks. Okay. Right. <laughs> I think I got scarred from Shark Week, AEW Shark Week. So how the fuck did ducks come into fruition then? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently the ugly yeah, duckling was before that. Well, the mighty ducks of Anaheim. Uh, evil. 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 That's evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is evil. They want to stand the cup before my team has. So anyways. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll be good. Chu versus Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I wanted her slushy to be alcoholic like mine. That'd be great. Yeah, we don't know oh, that it's so. not. We know everyone else in AEW is drinking. Why can't NXT drink? Uh, Take says True. slippers like the Iron Sheik's boots. Yeah, have slippers that have the fucking little point on them. Yeah, but that's not evil, though. That's not evil. That's evil. That is evil. No, no. Yep. That, that That's actually being kind of racist, actually. Let's go there. No. But... It's evil the only shoes. people who Everyone wear shoes that. like that are like genies and you know Middle Eastern people. Okay. No. Wendy can't grant wishes. No, I'm not right. saying that. I don't know. The it doesn't match of... the onesie. Right. But if you have shark slippers, female. okay, I'll agree. Sharks. You don't want to see her from like Aladdin, like. No. Yeah. No. 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 Mm-hmm. no. Next thing you're going to be like, oh, she needs to look like Mulan. No, no, no. Yes. Run away. That'd be so uh, dope. Producer Lady is wondering, as a side note, if Tiffany Stratton is still going to do the same finishing maneuver because Raquel's been doing a very, very similar 
almost identical move uh, on the main roster. Not as good. Maybe not. It's not as clean. Yeah. I think you'll probably see uh, Raquel do it less than Tiffany do it less because Raquel's got a different finishing maneuver. She just does that move as like that weird spinning off the top thing. Um, we'll probably see Tiffany doing it. Yeah, we'll see Tiffany, I think, perfect it, and then Raquel probably will just stop. Uh, the Blade and Anofi match against Pretty Deadly, I didn't pay any attention to, so you guys have to tell me if you watched it. No. Not much to it. Yeah, sorry. I, hate I think they're all four good. I'm going to be honest. I think they're all good, but I just didn't watch it. Uh, and then we get... Cameron Grimes was stopped by security and shown the door. Joe Gacy and the schism are right there to ask where he's going. I don't remember Cameron Grimes being thrown out, but that sounds fucking dope. Let's see where that goes. Yeah. We were talking mm -hmm. about that a little bit. Baxter, Jason James, records Jinking, Gigi, Paolo, whatever. That's all a bunch of... That toxic attraction um, vignette was really good. Was it? Yeah, I really like the fact that, um, because now, you know, that they're still, they're, they didn't break them up or anything like that, but, you know, it's a new, it, there's a new chapter for them. So it gave them more purpose, which I'm like, yeah, please don't break them up. I mean, they're fucking amazing. I love them. Yeah, I'm well. waiting just for Mandy to drop the title so they can all show up on the main roster and wreak havoc, especially <laughs> now that you have Bailey and her two. Mm -hmm. We've already got uh, Bianca teaming up with Alexa and Asuka. I'm not saying we need a trios women's championship, but you are having factions that could start teaming up to maybe make Summer or Survivor Series very interesting. I yeah. do think as a side note, we're going to talk about on episode one on Wednesday as we get close to closer to SummerSlam or Survivor Series. I mean, uh, I'm going to talk with uh, Kevlar about it a little bit, but I think that there's a good chance we do not get a brand versus bland brand uh survivor series for the first time in a long time because i think triple h knows that that's a tired bit that doesn't mean anything so mm -hmm. with that in mind the idea of fantasy booking uh we already have bailey eo dakota against um becky alexa or not becky uh bianca alexa and oscar at clash of uh clash of, of the castle they use alliteration so goddamn much makes it tough on me what i've been drinking uh, that you could get to a Survivor Series where you have like a Toxic Attraction and Bailey's crew against six other women. So you could have mm -hmm. Bianca, Alexa, Oscar, uh, and fucking throw together three more badass babyface women. I'm sure we could get some together. You know. Do you put do Zelina you feel and Carmella over there? I don't give a shit. Do you feel that um, Sasha? Is going to come back? Are those two yeah. going to come back? I feel like Sasha and Naomi are coming back at Clash of the Castle when they do the, this is my thought, when they do the mm -hmm. crowning of the new women's tag team champions uh, at the, at, I believe they're they're ending it there. Uh, and you have them, you know, oh, we did it. We won the tournament. I think then all of a sudden, it's Moss time. That's you know? crazy. So that means I think that gives that's weird. Then how the hell is that going to work? What do you mean? Especially if they're, if they're doing if Alexa and Asuka are in and EO and Dakota are in there, oh, are in the tournament, how does that work then? Especially if Maybe they're having right. the Maybe they're not that's... having the finals there. The finals got to be after there. 
Yeah, I would think it'd be more likely going to happen on TV than at a pay-per-view at this. Yeah, it's going to have to. You're right. No, no, no. I have my timelines all messed up. That's a really good point. Two of the tag teams that are actively in it have a match booked for Clash. Probably not going to be finals there. (laughs) Especially because I think the finals are going to have Dakota and Io. I would probably do it too where the finals like Dakota EO against like Nikita Zoe to really push NXT as a threat and mm-hmm. to get the TV audience to see Nick, Nikita and Zoe as women to keep an eye on. They might want to watch the other show, right? And then you can, but there's a couple options. We went through that on episode one as well. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's talk main event Cora Jade, Zoe Stark. Wait, that wasn't the main event. Yes, it was. Wait, yeah, it was. Fuck. I kept thinking because of all the shit that happened at the end. I was thinking of the women at the end, and I was like, that wasn't... But you're right. Cora Jade versus Zoe Stark, Mandy Rose on commentary. This match, to me, I thought was fucking great. And the way that it ended, I rewatched like four times. Because the moment Cora goes for the kendo stick... Which, by the way, I love that she customized a kendo stick. No one's, mm-hmm. no one does that much. It doesn't have much. New Day did it one time. Mm-hmm. She customized that kendo stick. Just be a little bitch. It was awesome. <laughs> she starts backing up to find that kendo stick. The camera shots on it were so good. You see the kendo stick through the ring. You see Cora over that way. The camera comes around. Now it's the other way. Cora's going back, and you're going... The kendo stick's right there. I just saw it. I know, right? It's in your mind. You're like, oh, and they're working you the whole time. She scoots back. You suddenly start seeing some of the crowd go, oh, as she reaches back. There's Roxanne waving the kendo stick. Like, what are you going to do now, bitch? I got your stick. I even like that she was trying to do the cool thing, like slapping in her hand, and she missed her hand the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, That's right, because it's real. That. You're not always doing the cool shit right the first time. And then I she gets it. That. So good. It went right in front of her hand, and you saw her hand kind of go like, and then she got it in the second one. (laughs) Fucking Zoe super kicks Cora. Cora sells fucking great. She just goes, she gets clocked, head goes back, her eyes kind of go wide, her mouth just opens. She's like, oh, and she's like stunned, like, fuck, you got me. Zoe grabs her, does this kind of backflip spin into a knee. Yeah. Which had such a great crack to it. I love that finish. And it just and Cora just cocks back, falls back. Her eyes still like open, mouth still open, and her hand was like limp. As like as Zoe's pinning her and grabbing her hand, you can just see like the limpness of Cora's hand. And I was like, Cora's like out out in this cell. Just being pinned, mouth open, like, oh <laughs> it was so fucking good. Then Roxanne goes in there. She's pointing the kendo stick at uh, at Cora. Like, what are you going to do now, bitch? You can't run. Fucking winds <laughs> up, cracks the turnbuckle, just boom. And you could hear it snap so loud that you know, I even went, shit, when it first happened. Cora dives out of the way. As she's rolling out of the way, Roxanne comes back again, cocked back, slams it down, crap, right on the mat as Cora rolls out again. I was like, fuck, she must have been like, bitch, you better move. Because I will kill you on these. This is going to look good. Cora moves, gets out, rolls out. Roxanne's on the chase, chasing after her with the stick in hand all the way backstage. Cuts back to the inside where Mandy, shoeless, because 
We know WikiFeet is a big endorser for WWE. <laughs> and a lot of their women have to go out there without at least once a show. You got to have bare feet on the show. WikiFeet, right. probably one of the top sponsors for WWE as far as I can tell. Uh, they may be the new majority shareholders in WWE. I'm just not sure. Mandy slides in there. And right away, uh, Zoe catches her, cracks her with a super kick, does the move again, and then Mandy out, out, just sprawled out, head back. The scary thing was is that Mandy dropped the belt behind her on the super kick. When she flipped back, because the camera cut at the moment of impact, you can't tell, but she landed on the belt somehow. And I can't tell if she landed on the bottom of her neck or the top of her shoulders. It was the but back you... of her head. Like, it was legitimately mm-hmm. the back of her head. It, it yeah. was fucking scary because that belt didn't move. Yeah. There was no give to the belt because it was right on the top of the plate. And yeah. I was like, fuck, that could be bad. And I'm hoping that, because from the look of it, it really could have been that it hit right below. And when the camera yeah. cut back, because she was coming forward holding her hand, that she may not have actually hit the bottom of her neck. Um, mm-hmm. If that's the case, then she may just have bruising on her shoulders and she would be fine. If it was the bottom of her neck, then fuck, I hope she's okay. Yeah. Um, but what a fucking exciting way to end that show. And the timing of everything was just perfect. And every strike sounded like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I thought this was like the best ending of of an NXT in years. Like I was so into this story and into all four of these women and whatever match concoction they get out of it, I'm here for it. Like, I'm like, yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The heat waves. Someone put up a poster of the heat wave matches. Just looking at it. I was like, Oh my God, I might be more excited for this match or for this, this heat wave. I don't know if it's a takeover or a Wednesday. I can't tell. The Wednesday. Uh, It's a Wednesday, right? I'm more excited for this. And I've been almost any takeover they've had in two years. It's on Tuesday. It's an NXT episode. It's this Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday Tuesday, and Wednesday mean the same thing to me. (laughs) But yeah, I'm so fucking stoked for it. Matter of fact, that poster they made, if they, because a lot of times they'll get the pay per view posters, the main event posters, or even Great American Bash, and they'll have everyone on the card sign it, and they'll sell them on the on the shop sometimes for like a hundred bucks or so. If they put one out for Heat Wave, I might actually grab that because. That's a bunch of great matches. Zoe and mm-hmm. Mandy, Roxanne, Cora, uh, Braun, and JD McDonough. Mm-hmm. Just off the top of my head, there's more. Tony and, and Santos. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sick, man. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think? I just laid out how the thing happened. Obviously, I was excited about it. I loved it. I thought utter perfection in the last 20 minutes of the show. I'll start with Amanda, and then we'll go to Justin take us home amanda what did you think of this this whole scenario that that match was phenomenal and um mandy on commentary for me was kind of gold because mm-hmm. there was just amount the right amount of ego yeah with it along with you know kind of her you know analyzing of you know what was going on mm-hmm. i loved it loved it yeah. and at least it gave <laughs> poor Vic Joseph like after the whole shit with the Wesley match and Trick Williams I just kind of felt for the guy the whole night I'm like oh I don't think he it was hard for him to recover <laughs> after that but this match he was back to himself because I just kind of thought wow yeah this, this evening's been very rough for him um but I just was so impressed with like Cora Jade like I mean yeah. 
I mean, she's so young and so, I mean, so seasoned now. I mean, you have people who've been in it for years who can't sell like that, you know, and I, that just, yes. that's amazing, especially with women, because a lot of times women don't sell. And I think it's not because they're doing it on purpose. It's because they don't know how to. And yeah. I think that um, Cora can totally run a clinic on that. And it would yeah. be phenomenal. Um, Roxanne's the same way too. Uh, Zoe starts sometimes, it, it kind of, she sells sometimes, but not as much as she should. And I think that it got me very excited for all four of those matches, the four of them in those two mm -hmm. matches. It's gotten me excited for that. Got yeah. me excited for any aftermath there's going to be because I know this is a good quality program. Yeah. So the one match I missed was Carmelo Hayes and Giovanni Vinci, but I can sort of see the the poster that they made for it. It's so badass. Yeah, it looks so yeah. good. So good. That is good. I see my heart shape ring light in that too. So you're welcome. I was going to say, there's a heart on there. How apropos. So, uh, Justin, what'd you think? What'd you think? So, yeah, main event, definitely better than I expected. Like, I went into it with just, like, very little going into it. Because I'm, like, mm -hmm. the, the especially with the Cora stuff, like, the her and Roxanne match really has nothing, like, any interest for me, really. Like, mm -hmm. to me, that whole, that whole, that <laughs> whole, I'm sorry, that whole heel turn <laughs> ruined it right off the bat for me. Like I have zero turn for sure. Yeah. Like it, it's, it took, it gave me no reason to care for it. Like, uh, so there's one match immediately that I was just like, yeah, like the story ain't doing it for me. And I don't know how well the match is going to go for me to actually really want to like get that invested into it. So that was one right off the table. I, I want Zoe to take that title so bad because I've not really been invested in Mandy Rose. I'm not crazy for toxic attraction, really. I, I legit want Zoe to take the title, but it's like, I don't believe she's going to. And my issue with the whole thing is with her and Nikita. Now, if it's possible, if this ends up being a call up, and they both end up on the main roster. Who takes the title off of Mandy at that point? I'll Which really sucks. Ugh, that, they've already done that, though. No, they didn't. That's what, yeah, they have. No, they didn't. Take it, the two of them have faced off before. Before she I'll had the name. Mandy never fight. Yeah, they did. Before, before she got the name changed, they fought before. And when? Are you I sure? Yeah, they have before. I'm Googling it. I don't think so. Why do they I have feel like? Times. Literally, she was involved in the main. She was involved in the fatal four way, oh, and they've Mandy had a couple. Mandy Rose or Scaly Ray happened. Mm -hmm. okay. It's like I think I like I would love it to be Zoe. Matter of fact, I it was right before the name change. It was what caused her to change her name. So even better. <laughs> She lost and had to go reinvent herself entirely. Perfect to come back and, and redeem yourself by beating the shit out of Mandy Rose and her damn donuts and getting that title. Like I, I would love for it to be Zoe, but I like yeah, if too. it wasn't going to be Zoe, 
I would have, I, I, I honestly still believe it would have been Nikita, but if Nikita and Zoe both go up, then I legit mm-hmm. don't know who takes the title. Like, I don't see it being Alba Fire. I don't see it being anybody else. The only person that came to mind was Cora, so they could try to spice up the whole Cora and Roxanne thing. Because I honestly don't believe this match that they have at Heat Wave is going to be the only match they have. And it's like, I don't really think them involving the title really is going to do it like to make me want to really invest in that feud right now. Like, I feel like they've done a lot to make me kind of just take myself out of it. And it's like, I don't know, like I'm over Mandy and I want her to lose the title. I think it's been long enough, but I don't know. Like if, if somehow by any odds, Zoe wins the title like, to me, I'm starting to feel like Mandy was a Vince, like, test, like, kind of like a, a Mandy, pro- it was like a Vince project. So it's like, if Triple H, so if, if Zoe wins, I honestly feel like that'll confirm it there, that Mandy and Toxic Attraction was like a Vince project. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I, I just want to see the title start moving somewhere, but I don't see it happening with zoe and that's what really sucks like i'm ready to see it move i can see it going to zoe and then zoe being in the tag tournament with the nxt championship because then you're highlighting your new champion along with a new upstart who with all due respect is easy on the eyes to try and drag in some more viewership to be like oh who are these two that's their champion and who's their partner like oh i should watch you know what i mean like I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. And I think that that really Toxic Attraction sounds. works too much as a unit. That I don't think that Triple H would dissolve it. I mean, um, he doesn't have to dissolve it, but I'm just, uh, he doesn't have to dissolve it. But it's like, I think it's time that the, the, the Toxic Attraction, like if it's like experiment needs to kind of move where it needs to go forward. now. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of keeping it stagnant like this, like it's time to take yeah. the title off Andy You've already taken the tag titles off of Gigi and JC. Now you just got to get rid of Mandy. So like, so she, her and the rest of Toxic Attraction can go up instead of keeping it in one spot. Because even with the, the video packages with, with Gigi and JC, I'm like, if it's a new thing for them, like what else is really left for them to do in NXT at this point? Like, yeah. So it didn't really feel big, like enough to be like, well, what's this really going to lead to? Like the only thing it could really lead to is the three of them going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I do think I could see Cora or Roxanne holding the title. I could also see Zoe holding the title. Um, I don't think Tiffany Stratton's too far off from being a good women's champion because she could probably be. She probably needs to stay in NXT a while. So you could mm-hmm. keep her with the championship for a while, and she's very impressive, and you put her with the right people, and they could help her. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that there's women there who could definitely yeah. take advantage of that of that on both sides. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm more than ready for Toxic Attraction to be on a bigger stage and to really liven up the women's division, and especially because we know that Triple H and Stephanie both have been massive champions for women's wrestling in WWE for so long. Mm-hmm. That I think we're gonna see a lot of spicing up with the women's roster. We've already seen it a bunch with the Bailey faction. That I think that there's no reason to have such a complete unit. 
like you said, kind of stagnant at this point. There's too much we could yeah. do with them on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, anything else from either of you guys? I feel no. like I think I need to watch uh, AEW mm-hmm. before I watch NXT this week because I'm just going to get disappointed. Mm. This NXT is going to be fucking banger. This heat I know, that's why. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I'm going to watch it specifically before AEW so I can just watch AEW and puke in a bucket. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I want to I wanna be... I, I just want to be... I knew it was going to be this so much better. I knew it. So NXT's giving yeah. us a free purview, so come on. Yeah, they're going in. They are going in. They've been doing that. AEW really sucks with that. Tony Khan wants to like copy. They need he needs to kind of be watching NXT with that because they they have a really good formula for that. And if he really wants to make a copy, he needs to watch what Triple H is going to be doing. I and I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be influenced by one uh, Cody Rhodes. I have a feeling. Yeah. Yep. So, I hope so. Too bad, Tony. I hope Mage so. Bet. Any uh any other final thoughts? I like that one. Definitely watch AEW before you watch NXT. Although NXT comes out a day before, it's gonna be tough. Well, see, it'll take me a day or two for it to come on Peacock and then you know. Yeah, you keep lying about that. That's crazy. I know, I know. It's on I know. USA, it's on Hulu, I know. it's on Peacock, I know. it's on I know YouTube TV. It's on Hulu yeah. Live. Like, you guys may or may not seven be... platforms I could watch NXT. <laughs> I know, but I don't. I'm not connected on anything. So you can watch like, no. every pay per view you want from any company, but with NXT out of the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know yet if you're gonna if I'm gonna be here or not because okay. that is day one of the West Coast Pro West Coast Cup, and I know Lee. Well, wait, is Lee Moriarty in it anymore? No, Lee Moriarty was taken out. So, because Chris Saban replaced him, so I don't know if I'll go. However, I I okay. can't do two nights of wrestling live this this week because I don't even think I could do a period right now because I'm just not, yeah, I'm just not wanting to go drive back and forth because of gas. So I'm deciding whether or not I'm going to go. So I might not go Thursday, but I'll go Friday for the finals. All right. Or but you might go Thursday. Let you know. If you go Thursday, then we'll try and mm-hmm. see if we get Justin, maybe his brother back. Maybe we get Shakes on here. We got people. Yeah. Might be back by then. So don't worry about it. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll let you know. But I don't are gonna be. If, if you're going to be here for the show, though, we could potentially even talk about doing like a watch along and talk about what we watched while we watch along it. But I don't know. We'll see what goes on. Yeah. We'll either, figure it e- out. Either one. I think part of me is more inclined to watch the final because i'm pretty confident that um that final is going to be a banger i think definitely we're going to have titus o'neill i don't know not titus o'neill titus alexander i think probably versus nick wayne maybe so i'm hoping and i think that'll give it to the future franchise and people will boo but whatever is what it is next week 
Uh, Jesse, you want to tell people where they can find you and your brother ranting and raving and carrying on? <laughs> you can find us only on Twitter. You follow me at JustinTime211. Follow my brother at JeremyInTime721. You can find the podcast on a bunch of different platforms. If you have one that it's not on, let me know, and I will try my damnedest to get it on there. The whole Apple situation, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with that one, but we'll get any you other, on Apple. Any other situation, any other like platform you like, podcast platform you don't have it on, and I can see if I can get it on there, let me know. And you get, you get the hookup. Yep. Yep. Uh, you can find Amanda Jane and Miss Amanda Jane on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm at Ref Marsh. Oh, what are you, what are you about to say, Amanda? I was going to say, if you guys think that you're cute and will snitch tag me over to, to Ocean Spray, don't worry. He knows I hate him. Hell, the whole world knows I hate him. <laughs> but no secret. if you try to add me to him, I'm blocked and he's blocked. So, Oof. perfect. Just perfect. letting you know. <laughs> perfect. Uh, I'm at Ref Marsh. We're at WTR, the show. And guys, we're going to be back on time this coming up week for episode one, followed by a Thursday night chaser episode one. Uh, finally back, and hopefully everything's going to be running uh, a lot more smoothly. Uh, may have big announcements down the line, so stay tuned. Uh, right here in the dive bar of the IWC. Guys, that's the last call. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I in subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.